Jackpot, baby. Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The top and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Way up the middle. Intercepted to the piano at the 50. Time running down. Oakland football. And I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most singing, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brent Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 264 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, or as the kids call it, the bonus room. Which was uh, which was rocking this past Friday night, but we're going to get to that here uh, in just a little bit. First and foremost, top here of the show, uh, I want to shout out our buddy Rob Raider in the chat. Uh, good to meet you, Rob Raider, by the way. I uh, got a chance to meet him this weekend, and he says, Good evening, Nation. Watching during a hurricane. Go Raiders. I still love you. Hey, we love you too, man. We're thinking about everybody uh, down there in the state of Florida that's getting impacted by Hurricane Ian that is coming through. So y'all batten down the hatches and stay safe. Uh, and just know that we th- we're thinking about you and we love you. Uh, all right, so we got a ton of show to get to tonight. So I'm going to save you all the normal housekeeping at the top of the show. We'll get to that kind of as we go. And uh, so two-man booth tonight. And so first off, let's welcome into the show the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Southern Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk. He is my best friend and yours, Swag Jeff. Well, yeah, he is. Absolutely, man. Oh, my God. Holy cow, man. What a weekend. What a weekend that was. Oh, my gosh. We made a ton of new best friends and all that. Got to hang out with some awesome people. I want to give I want to give a shout-out to, to Titerator and and uh, Ebony and Tyrone Graves. I had never met Ebony and Tyrone, and I know not, you hadn't either in any of that. Yeah, yeah. They're the coolest freaking people, man. The coolest Just a, a, Everyone that was in the fan cave on Friday night hanging out with us Saturday and Sunday, we love you. We thank you for all the support and your friendship and love and all that. It, it, it was so great. It was so great that I, I binge drank for three days straight, so now I'm just murdering my thirst. <laughs> <laughs> liquid shout death, out, not no a sponsor. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah li- liquid death, not a sponsor. But, uh, but, but, working on some severed lime tonight because, uh, because, man, uh, because oh. you severed your liver. Because <laughs> I severed my liver thanks to Terramana Tequila. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, we had it. We had an absolute blast. Like I said, we're going to get to kind of everything here in the in the rundown when we get to respect. But uh, we have had an absolute amazing weekend. I got to say, Jeff, this might have been. We've had a lot of great Raider trips. We've had a lot of great Raider weekends. This might have been an all timer, man. I, I mean, I totally agree. I, and 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 sadly, there was some of our of our good friends that we haven't got a chance yet to 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 break bread with and shake hands and share drinks. Folks like Ron, you know, folks like Paul, we haven't got a chance. Sure. But like, but and my cousin Sonny sadly couldn't make it in this week. But like, literally, like our favorite people were all together in the same place. And it's like when we say this Raider Nation thing is family, man. We're not joking. And like, family is who you choose to surround yourself with. And we surrounded ourselves with some amazing people and thankfully you all were willing to, to 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 come and share our space because it was like jeff said man it was it was just incredible it was just an, an amazing weekend but anyways yes. we'll, we'll get to that first off i do want to thank our good friends at just blog baby and also fan sided thank you so much to them uh for supporting raiders fan radio and making us the official podcast of those websites and uh, just know this raider nation any of the love and support you get from us or you, that you give to us um, any of the money that we make from that, you're, I'm sure you're noticing if you listen to the audio version of the podcast, there's some ads in there. I don't think they're too intrusive, and we're able to kind of pick and choose where we put them. But those ads, um, we're, we're making money off of that, and 100% of that money that we make goes to the One Nation Foundation, which is our nonprofit that we founded when we realized we could make money with this uh, little show that we do here in, in the bonus room. So, um, so appreciate those good folks there, and I uh, appreciate those of, those of you that, that listen to us on the audio podcast. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, uh, give us a review, five stars, uh, or two, or one, whatever. You can do what you do. I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to control you. Just do what you do, just man. Do what you yeah. do, but if just you, do if, it. But you got to do it. But you got to do it. Yeah, and so, yeah. so thank you for just that. press the damn button, nerd. Wait. Absolutely. And you know what's kind of cool is that like we're approaching, like I'm not going to tell you what the number is, but we're approaching a milestone for our show yeah. for average listeners or average downloads. So uh, I'm not going to give you the inside baseball about it. You, you can look it up about how podcasting works and av- versus advertising, but it's all about the download. I'll just tell you that. And, uh, and we're getting ready to hit a milestone for the first time ever on the downloads. And that's uh, because of the support you give us and because of fan sided and just blog baby. And so thank you to very, very much to them. Thank you to everybody that's in the chat room. I'll leave swag Jeff to shout you out, give you some respect and then swago tell us about our episode number oh my gosh well first and foremost uh thanks everyone for joining in the chat raider critique is in there uh tyrone graves is in there says swago's my dude now so when the wrestling showdown happens look for me to come out like the <laughs> ultimate warrior to aid him <laughs> heck yeah nice. dude yeah tyrone is he's such a good dude man uh, uh uh jay jackson's in there from arizona raider nation Ron the Materator, Alfredo's in there, Paul's in there, uh, Fargo Raider, uh, Mac Bud's in there, Sinister Rain's in there, Pineapple, my wife's in there, Erica S. is in there, what's up, Erica? Uh, Ebony Graves, which is just an all-timer, we, we love her, uh, but yeah, White Stallion's in there, Daniel Mangus is in there, uh, Daniel Mangus says, I'm here, what did I miss? So much, Daniel! Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, so much, man, we just ran out, ran down everything for you, man, but uh, but yes, so... <sighs> Episode two two sixty four is that where we're at? We're we at two hundred sixty four. Like, we 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 did like eighteen shows last week. <laughs> we really did. If you, I hope that I hope you guys were digging the content. Yeah, I felt like we 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 kind of flooded our socials and and the YouTube channel here with 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 plenty of good stuff. And hope you guys liked it. Yeah, ab- absolutely for sure. Sorry, I was reading the chat. Uh, but yes, episode, <laughs> episode two sixty four. So each hey. and every week. Hey, hey, easy, hey easy you mind? Uh, you, you you mind being over here on the show? Yeah, for sure. For that sure. Was Michelle definitely. texting. She said, "Oh my gosh, I totally wouldn't would have been there." 
Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. Where the hell were you at, bro? Oh, my gosh. Oh, All right, my well, gosh. Hey, so uh, so episode 264. So each and every week, I take a significant moment within Raider Nation and relate it back to the episode number. And uh, I got two for you this week. So first off, we're going to go back to 2010. Towards the end of the season, and now this is when head coach Josh McDaniels is replaced as the Broncos head coach. So the first game after that. So I was listening to you. You just keep going. It's okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm over so, here texting so, with Michelle. Yeah, hey, we're, gonna, we're, we're doing our own show. We're, we're doing, we're doing 265. Oh my gosh, Michelle Fan Radio over there. <laughs> Come back. Let's snap back over here, man. So, right. so the Raiders beat the uh, the Josh McDanielless Broncos. Uh, 39 to 23, and the Raiders put up 502 total yards, led by Darren McFadden and Jacoby Ford's electrifying 71 yard end around touchdown. The Raiders that day had 264 rushing yards. Oh, nice, Swaggo. Absolutely. And if you didn't like that, I'll give you a career stat. I love a career stat. We love a good career stat around here, and we are going to be talking about Rocket. Oh. Jalen Richard, man, number 30. Oh, I Rock- thought you were going to go Rocket Ismail for a minute. No, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. My, my Rocket. In, oh, you're, you're Rocket. In yeah. my fandom time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, right. yeah, yeah, that's Rocket right. Richard. And he's had uh, 264 rushing attempts in his Raider career. Oh, nice. So much respect. We miss your Rocket. I can't believe that dude's not on a team. It's weird, huh? Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, you would think, like, you know, he was a pretty good player. Like, I know he wasn't, like, an all-timer or nothing. I'm not going sure. to pretend like he was. a good rotational piece? Absolutely. A good third down back and kind of catch a little bit. I mean, you Absolutely. know what I mean? Why not? Why not? For sure. Okay. For sure. All right, let's get some contact info. Yeah, here at the top of the show. Here it is. Woo! 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 Hey, Raider Nation! You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? (laughs) Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. (laughs) Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Doggy Dog. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Ah, it was me. It was me. It was me. My yeah. bad. My bad. I, I leatherwood that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, why do I gotta catch booze though, man? It wasn't that bad. Oh my gosh! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do the whole show in just sound bites. There you go. Nice, <laughs> nice. Hey, don't forget, I got sound bites over here too. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think that may be the only one you have. <laughs> that might be the only one I have. I'll have to dig around and see Absolutely. if I have some more. So before we jump into the reception, yeah. uh, oh, I, I, I do this one. Because his body 
and you ain't got shit to do. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, hey, so before we jump into respect, I want to give respect to Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. It says, uh, greetings, nation, with a 1911 donation to the One Nation hey, Foundation. Hey, thank you, Capo. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And speaking of respect to Capo. Yes. Capo, we, we, he donated something for us to auction off here. We're going to probably give it a couple weeks here uh, before we auction it off. But I'll just say there is a, a, a very uh, elaborate and cool, badass timepiece that, uh, yes. that has been donated to the fan cave and uh, to Raiders Fan Radio for uh, Raider Nation. Uh, what the hell we call it? One Nation Foundation proceeds. And so I'm still running... I'm still looking. I'm going to say this. You're still half drunk. I'm still sputtering a little bit after the weekend. We had I such you, a man. crazy freaking weekend. But again, we're going to get to that here in just a minute at the top of this uh, segment, what we call respect. But before we get to that, Black Sunday Joel in the in the chat room. Sure. Interesting question. Murph, Swag, Mosh, do we bench car if we are losing before halftime? So for those of you that are that uh, are in the, uh, when are you going to talk about the Raiders? Well, this, how about right now? This week? <laughs> is that what he's talking about this week or the yeah, halfway point it, of the season? If we're losing, but no, before halftime. I'm, I'm taking that as that it's halftime of this game at Allegiant Stadium versus the Denver Broncos. I think there's a little uh, – that's an interesting question. No, the answer – my question to that – my answer to that is no. If they're getting blown out by 30 and you don't want to get them hurt or something like that, maybe, then that would make sense. But if you're down – a score or whatever, or even two scores, or even three maybe, you're probably not going to – I don't think if you see a quarterback change, and that's if, it would be after the bye week. You're not going to – they're not making – look, I say this for years I've been saying this. Mark Davis is going to be your owner. Freaking Derek Carr is going to be your quarterback. I used to say John Gruden's going to be your head coach, but then he started firing off a list of emails, and then that wasn't going to happen. But, like, those two things are going to be the the thing – until the Raiders might make a change in the offseason because there's no dead money. They can cut and or trade Derek Carr. So if there's a move to be made, it will be there. But I don't even think – and we're going to talk a lot about this in a minute, but let's keep it to this specific question, Jeff. Do you think there's any world where Carr gets benched ever? Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. Um, you know, now if this was – if this was last year and we – you know, because because what's the alternative? What are we gonna do? Jared you, you're gonna, gonna rock with Jarrett Stidham, you know, because but at the end of the day, and I like what OG Daniel said, he said, How about we just bench Josh McDaniels if we're losing a halftime? <laughs> you know, because the play calling is bad. Yeah, and, yeah, and Aaron yeah. the Q Dog Raider said, I almost benched Wa- Darren Waller on Sunday, who I called out to be my MVP on Sunday, and he would have had if he had sure hands, you know. But but no, I don't see a scenario where that happens, you know. I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of with you, man. If there's no dead cap after this, then you know this season is very telling. But I will say that I think it might be good for Derek Carr to get benched at some point because of play, because of how he's playing. You know, I mean, there's always some sort of adversity or something that fires him up, and we don't understand why it takes something like that to get the guy motivated and to get the guy going. But it always takes something, whether it's you know. You know, all the shit that happened last year and all that stuff. But we got the great play from him at the end right there. You know, maybe sit his ass for a for a half and see what happens. I mean, I don't not agree with that. I mean, I think it would be. If it's a message to be sent more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, because how many coaches do that? You know, maybe not so much nowadays, but I mean, back. 10, 15 he, years ago, they sit your ass on the bench if you threw two interceptions. Well, that's, interceptions. but that's the thing, though. But Derek's not going out and rifling off four interceptions. Now, if that were, again, 
If that were to happen, Black Sunday, Joel, I think there's a world where that makes sense. But I don't see Derek Carr doing that. Derek Carr's too good. He's not going to go out there and do that. Murph, Swaggy J, Nation. It's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Uh, so, I uh, appreciate that. Everybody's in the chat room tonight. Fade to Black is in there. Says, salute, uh, Murph and Swag. Salute to you. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Kill Jadis, uh, Tyrone Grays, Michelle Sweat, Black Sunday Joe. Michelle Sweat, by the way, here we go. A little breaking news. Okay. little announcement here. Speaking of giving a little bit of respect, let's give respect to your bestie, uh, which uh, it's kind of funny because I introduced you as uh, my best friend and yours. Sure. It'd be cool if you announced Michelle as my, my best, best friend, friend and yours. yours. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Swag's best friend and mine. Right? Yes. Or uh, ours. No, ours. Our best My friend. My best friend and ours would be uh, Michelle Sweat. And Michelle Sweat is going to be a little bit more of a frequent contributor around here. Yes. Uh, at at, at uh, Raiders Fan Radio. For those of you that followed our YouTube feed uh, this weekend, we did an RFR After Dark show, an RFR Rated R on Friday. That at one point, Jeff and I are kind of standing off over the corner of the fan cave here, just watching some of our favorite people do this show without us. And we're, we're, it was amazing. And Michelle led. She was the most play caller. She was leading it. And she, she was, was doing fantastic. Did so good. So we extended an invitation to Michelle that night uh, to come back and be a bigger part of Raiders Fan Radio. And so uh, as her time and schedule allows, you will definitely see uh, her in here more often. And, and, of course, our good friend QB Jeff. Absolutely. Uh, when he gets done with his MTSU obligations, calling the, uh, the, those games for the radio, uh, you'll see him back in here as well. But, yeah, but, but uh, much respect to Michelle yep. Sweat. And much respect all. Also to, to Ebony Graves in the chat who says, thank you guys for a wonderful time and the amazing hospitality. Michelle introduced me to Screwball and was dancing with me all night. <laughs> Chris, for becoming my new bestie. Ty, for keeping the party going all night long with a $20 donation hey. to the One Nation Foundation. Thank Ebony, you, we, we love you, girl. That Yeah, much respect. That was so much fun. And then Pineapple also said, it's not Kiffin bad yet, but Mark might want to break out the overhead projector. And Pineapple donates $20 hey. to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you, Pineapple. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Thank you, Miss Ebony. Thank you, Pineapple. And, uh, yeah, man, just just an amazing, amazing time this weekend, which we're going to get to in just a minute. But before we do that, uh, I want to give respect here at the top of the show to, uh, you know, we say this Raider Nation thing is family. Sometimes it's by blood, and that is uh, my cousin Sonny. Uh, Cousin Sonny called in this week, and I thought dropped an amazing voicemail. So here at the top of the show, not only do I want to give Sonny respect, but I want to give respect to those of you that kind of follow suit with his take on this, because that's definitely what we all did this weekend. And I think this is a very important, very important, very important point to make. Murph, cousin Sonny, you do not have to get the beat button ready. Okamash, swag, QB, Pollyanna, <laughs> Capo, Ron the Raider. All the made men, boys, and the, and the boys and the men, the boys and the men, A, B, C, D, D. Murph, you know, I realized a long time ago that uh, you realized this too. Being a Raiders fan forces you to do life differently. 
And uh, I learned that I had to stop caring about football because the outcome was always shitty. Oh, dang it! I wasn't going to – I didn't want to make you do the beat button. Anyway, I stopped caring about shit. football yeah. because the outcome was so crappy because of who I rooted for. I started caring more about who I did football with. So I stopped caring about football, and I started caring about who I did football with. And, you know, the Raiders have been awful for the majority of my adult life. For all of my life, I have lived in the shadow of the Raiders' success in the 70s that was told to me by my father. And I wasn't even a Raiders fan. I didn't really follow sports when I went to the Super Bowl and, and with the Gruden era the first time around. So the Raiders for my whole life have, have stunk. And, and because of that, I've learned to not rely on wins to fulfill my life and make myself happy whenever being a sports fan but who I watch the games with. And uh, whether that's a Raiders thing or the life of rooting for a crappy team thing, that's what we've got. And, and the memories I have of the Raiders uh, will, will fuel me for my life, right? You know, going to the last, uh, the last home game we ever went to down there in Oakland, and, uh, and Q Dog was known as K Fettel. <laughs> or, uh, or Josh trying to uh, take a swipe at Swag Jeff, and Swag Jeff hits the B button and, and does the step back, and Murph takes a nose dive into the bark dust. <laughs> or, you know, Murph, those special nights when you wake up to your cousin peeing in the mini fridge. <laughs> That's True. why we, we root for the Raiders, because I could root for the Patriots and have more wins, but I ain't going to have more fun. No, just no, no beat. <laughs> no beat. Murph, we should stop caring about the football outcomes and start caring about who we do football with. From the outside looking in, looks like you guys had a great weekend. I love Raiders Fan Radio. I love everybody who's a part of it. Go Raiders. And, hey, no expectations. That's how we know how to root for our team. Hey, hey. there he is. Come much, sunny. much respect. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we say it every year. We get we get really hype, and then something bad happens, and we go, well, thank you, Raiders, for relieving us of all expectations for this season. But, you know, I think I think this weekend, and we'll, we'll get more into that in just a moment, but I think this weekend really exemplifies that because, you know, I mean, when the Raiders come to town, to our hometown, and we get to see them play in our, you know, in our home stadium and all that here in town, and we – you know, put in a performance like that, yeah. we'd still be sad sacking pretty hard. But you know what? I haven't sad sacked really all that much this week. A little bit on Sunday. Sunday, but, well, yeah. You know, we were Sunday, down pretty bad Sunday, on Sunday. We were, we were down pretty, pretty bad. bad. Yeah. But, you know, but but the people that we shared the whole weekend with made it more worth that, and I care more about that than the outcome that was on the field. Absolutely. You know, we uh, we do a little thing with Silver and Black today, and uh, much respect to Scott Gilbranson, Mo Moten, Evan Grote. Uh, for giving us a spot on that show as a voice of the fan, and uh, and, and and in my post game with them this week, that's what I was telling them. I'm like, this now, like you know, we were still uh, there at Nissan Stadium, and I pointed back to the field, and I said, this was the worst part of my weekend. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. we, we had so much damn fun with all these incredible people, and and even at the game, mm-hmm. we had a great time at the game. You, me, Ty, and 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 my buddy Jimmy from back home. We all sat together. We sat two rows behind a freaking Raider bench. Yep. Um, and and so, you know, we were making fun of this one. Not we're making fun at him, but we were making jokey things about this one cop that looked like Hunter Renfro. Yep. And all this kind of stuff. Like, we had a blast. That Mac Hollins pass that, that was, right, was in right in front of us. us. Like, there were some amazing moments. But the overall, 
of it, of watching the game as a fan of the team, sucked. It really was the worst part of the whole weekend. Yeah. And so, being that said, just like what Sonny said, it's who you watch the games with. Don't let the – and I say this all the time. You guys are probably sick of hearing me say it, but I mean it 100%. It's if you – don't let the team's performance ruin your ability to have a good time. Don't let it keep you from getting together with your friends and your family. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the drinks. Enjoy the time spent. Enjoy the camaraderie. Enjoy the music. Enjoy – like, we had a damn party up in here. It was amazing. And speaking so cool. of that, I want to thank everybody that came. And if I tried to – thank every person we met and every person that was involved in this weekend, we would do a three-hour show. <laughs> We'd be here all freaking night long. Right. So this is not me leaving anybody out, but you know who you are. Everybody that came here to the fan cave, everybody that met up with us at Dominico's, everybody that went to the Music City Raider Nation party downtown, which was epic, bananas. Epic. Dude, There was I didn't expect, none of us expected the kind of turnout. Raider Nation, they were Thousands upon thousands of Raider fans, elbow to elbow, in this bar. This band's playing all that the, the hair metal music. It's fantastic. Everyone's rocking out. Everyone's having a good time. This is like, and I'm talking like a big ass bar, like two levels, like the whole nine yards, like a big concert bar, and it was slammed with Raider fans. Yeah, it was. There wasn't a Titan fan in sight. Nope. And it, it was amazing. So, Music City Raider Nation, much respect. Memphis Raider Nation, much respect. They're the ones that put it together. Bam Raider and his wife, Christella, put on a hell of a party on Saturday yep. night. That was badass. That's where we met, like, Houston Raider Steve yes. and, like, John Ogle and people that you know in the chat. We got to meet a lot of those folks. It was great. So then uh, that was Saturday. Then Sunday, everyone that came to our tailgate. Shout out to Boy Will Compton. Shout out Bussin' with the boys. Uh, shout out JP and Blas and, I mean, such an incredible time. Absolutely. My favorite time at the tailgate is I go up to the DJ and I go, I, I, I threw him some cash and I go, hey man, I go, can you play Blow the Whistle? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And I go, okay, cool. I go, can you shout out Raider Fan Radio too? And he's like, I don't know, man, if I can. Because it's kind of a Titan event. Like, sure. I know Will was rooting for the Raiders that day and all that, but it's Bussin' with the boys, a very Titan-centric kind of thing. Well, there was about 80% Raider fans there too, by the way. And so uh, he goes, I don't know if I can. He goes, but you know, but I'll play the song. And I go, okay, fine. So he starts playing Blow the Whistle, and what does he do? And he goes, and hey, and he goes, welcome uh, to everybody that's here from, from Raiders Fan Radio. The whole freaking rooftop lights up. Everybody gathers up. Miss Ebony Graves gets in the middle and starts dancing, and everyone's just like, and it's funny because I looked at the faces of like, Jeff Murphy and his his brother Mike Murphy and like those of us that are like have been to Oakland home games it instantly turned into an Oakland tailgate dude that was amazing it was yeah. so freaking fun and so that it, it was just a, an amazing time and so thanks to everybody that 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 came out that flew drove spent their hard-earned money to be part of what we do at Raiders Fan Radio in whatever facet that was, whether that was coming up and saying hi to us, grabbing a picture, sharing a drink. You know, uh, Jesus Alvarez drove from New Mexico, dude. That's so cool. All the freaking way, and I wish I could have spent more time with Jesus. I saw him right there at the very end of the day when we were all down pretty bad, and uh, but we just I just got a chance to talk to him for a brief moment. But, like, Jesus is the guy that drew this picture behind me of Hunter Renfro. Uh, but anyways, all those folks, you know who you are. We love you. Such an amazing weekend, and I'm going to shut up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I second literally everything you just said. I mean, the party Saturday night was crazy. The uh, the the game on or the tailgate on Sunday was crazy. 
Friday night here in the fan cave was an absolute. It was absolute insanity. I haven't drank that much since my twenties. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever drank that much. Period. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was so freaking good, so freaking good. But but and I want to give respect in in uh, in the chat to uh, to Rob Raider who says uh, he donates twenty bucks and says had such a great time meeting you guys this weekend. You were so great to my wife and I. She's now completely converted to Raider Nation. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And said and I told Murph that I was more starstruck to meet Swag Jeff than Will Compton. (laughs) Yeah, much respect. Much respect. Oh, Michael. I wish that chat comic could get the sizzler. Absolutely. Yeah. Between Michael Chandler, Will Compton, and Swag Jeff, you were definitely the one that people were most talking Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. man. And then Daniel Mangus in the chat with a $20 donation as well. Says, we have to win these next two weeks to save our season. Jones and Max, oh, we need you. true that. Time for D8 and DC to light it up for sure. And Ebony Graves with another $10 donation says, oh, yeah, and Capo, who kept the shots coming? You. You're awesome. But those shots took Tyrone out. And Miss <laughs> Valerie, you totally rock as well. Oh, yeah. That's my girl. That's Miss Valerie. Yeah, she Absolutely. was there for all of it man it was it was so fun having her be part of it and that was the other cool thing too is what yeah, all the wives us, and the man. girls were with us man that was so so fun and uh it was just man i again i could i could see we could do an entire show just on how on this. awesome this last weekend was so uh yeah so much respect to everybody i know you got a sponsor you want to give respect yeah to absolutely too. we want to give much respect as we do each and every single week to t public our folks at t public christina our sales rep all that they are fantastic fantastic and we want to give them respect because they donated the shirts that we were able to sell at the tailgate on sunday so much respect to her if you want to get a shirt like any of those if you turn it to your camera there like this badass dad she shirt that murph is wearing right there all you have to do is go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear and click the t-shirt link. It'll take you right to our amazing tea public page. Excuse me. I'm burping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where you can get any uh, where you can get any of those cool shirts like the DADC, our Raiders Fan Radio shirt, a Swag Jeff shirt for Rob Raider right there. Anything like that. So thank you guys very, very much at Tee Public. You guys are amazing. And we also want to give respect. And uh, Speaking of the tailgate, we want to give respect to Acme Feed and Seed. So Acme Feed and Seed was obviously the 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 party central of, yes, of the whole yes. thing on Sunday. So, you know, hooking up, busting with the boys and us with all those amazing things, uh, just the space. You know, they, she, she already had stuff kind of set out ready for us to just jump in and do the show on Sunday morning. We did our podcast, our little pregame thing. And so, yeah, so much respect to Emily and Acme Feed and Seed as well. Awesome, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... So here I'm. A, I got one more soundbite for you, and then we're okay. gonna jump into some of this game review. So here you go. So this is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so much respect to the boy Will Compton, who he he may he may love us. He may even I know he likes us. He may even love us, but he just sort of knows our name. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. So Will is on the fifth quarter, which is the official Raiders podcast. So uh, hosted by Eddie Pascal. So for those of you that haven't heard this yet, just go to the last episode. It's on the YouTube even, too. And Eddie asks Will. This is Will's first appearance, and he's going to do regular appearances on the show now. Like, he's going to be a regular on the Raider thing. And so, because they, this is their way of keeping Will as part of the Raiders organization, which is really cool. And so, uh, so Eddie asks him, did Raider Nation represent at the game? You were at the game. You were at, uh, at Nissan Stadium today. And trying to be objective, my friend, did we have a nice little Raiders turnout there? Was it good? Did, did the nation show up in a big way? 
Oh, brother, we had our bus and tailgate at Acme Feed and Seed, and it was a majority. It was about 70% Raider fans, I would say. Yeah, Raiders fans travel deep, bro. And again, it's like Halloween everywhere you go. Like everybody was decked out. Um, the Raider fan cave with with Murph and Jeff Swag, like they had their crew <laughs> Wait a minute, there. What, what was that? Everybody what was, was that? Um, the Raider fan cave with with Murph and Jeff Swag, like <laughs> the Raider fan cave with Murph and <laughs> Jeff Swag. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to the to the boys on the bus podcast and Compton Will. For all of your support constantly. Yeah, thank, thanks so much for that. Yeah, Raiders Fan Radio, and it's Swag Jeff and Murph, you big stupid. Hey. Hey, but thanks for the love. Much much respect, Taylor Lewan. Rest in and peace. What's the other guy's name? Oh, my God. He was Will asked, Compton. Oh, Will Compton. Right, right, right. Nice. But yeah, Taylor Lewan, <laughs> the boy. Uh, rest in peace, King. Everywhere you go, like everybody was decked out. Um, the Raider Fan Cave with, with Murph and Jeff Swag, like, they had their crew there. Like it, it, it was awesome. It was really cool to see, and it was awesome. Like taking photos with fans, like hearing people talk about playoff Willie, and like how just, just how cool everything is. Like has like came about from it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man, you say the once a Raider, always a Raider. Like I definitely feel that sentiment from Raider Nation. Uh, but the turnout was really good, bro. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff. Oh, he got it right. And Uncle Mosh. <laughs> Tune in because they fucking put out a banger podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh. On Raiders Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Jeff, uh, we're at the point of the show where we have to talk about the game. <sighs> Will you stifle <laughs> yourself? I wish we could in this I wish segment. We could. Just stifle me. Yeah. Um, all right. So, here, here, well, this I'll tell you what. Instead of starting off with me talking, let's start off listening to uh, the great, uh, although underutilized for whatever damn reason, uh, Devonte Adams. It's like you said, it's it's not on. It's not going to be on Devonte Adams to go and you know save the the season or save the the game or whatever. It's not going to be on Derek Carr. It's not going to be on. It's it's on everybody. Everybody got a role. I mean, I mean, the the game can be won or lost. You know, special teams, one play at the end of the day. You know, so. It's, it's on everybody to think that, you know, it's, it's your job to do your job. And if you do, and everybody has that mindset, I mean, you know, you may call me crazy, but I think that if any team, no matter what team it is in this, in this league, if everybody has it on their mind that their job on every given play, you know, they got to give their all, whether they play amazing or whatever. If you play as hard as you can on any given play, I think any team in the league will win the game against whoever, if every single person buys into that that way. So... You know, especially if you have a lot of talent and you have a, a you know a really good team on paper like what we do, um, you know, if, if everybody buys in and they got the right mindset on every play, and you're thinking about as one play seasons every single time you get out there, which is not easy to do, but that's that's what separates teams in this league is how disciplined can you be and how many plays can you make over and over and not get tired of doing the right thing, you know, time after time after time, and um, that's what we're working towards. All right, so I do like that idea that there's not one savior. 
right? That there's not. Sure. It's. I think that's a nice sentiment. I, it's. It is. A, it's the ultimate team game, and is. And is a team effort. I think that there are certain uh, positions that have higher levels of accountability because, like quarterback, for instance, is the most important position in all of sports, let alone in in, in football in, in the NFL. Um, but I do love that idea that it's, it seems to me that there's at least that. Uh, let me let me let me ask this, Jeff. Do you think that's his way of taking heat off of Derek by saying it's all about all of us? Or is that, you know what I mean? Or is he like, is there another message in there? Because Derek's taking a lot of bullets this week. And while we didn't feel there at the game that everything was directly on Derek, you're going to hear some stuff later on in this show that, that we didn't see with our fan eyes just being at the game and didn't have the, the luxury of HD and all that other kind of stuff when you're just watching the thing live. Um, there is a lot about this game that was on Derek. And so Derek's taken some massive heat, especially these last couple of days. So do you Good. think – Well, okay, so there you go. So this, was that his way of, I guess, diffusing that is what my question is. No, I don't, th- I don't think he's diffusing it you know at all. Go? Okay. I don't think he's diffusing it at all. I think maybe he's using it to kind of motivate some of these other people. Stop sad sacking and sulking after a – after a stupid play, after a drop, after a this, after a that, you know, I mean, I and we'll, we'll get to. I think one of the calls later on says something about, you know, you know, quarterbacks got to fire people up, and when you're sitting on the bench and doing this and m- kind of mumbling to yourself, oh, then you know, I mean, you know, when Swag Jeff had the most energy on that <laughs> sideline, no kidding, there's a problem there. But you know, but you know, and you know what? And to his point, I think Devontae Adams could be our savior because when we look at some of those things that happened on Sunday and he didn't get targeted or anything like that, he has the bill has the ability to do that because the dude is just unbelievable. And I hate that his stat line is what it is right now because it should be double triple what it is because this dude is open all the time, all the damn time. And so, all right, speaking of that, that's a great lead in swag, Jeff. This is the clip that's running around all the socials and that every Raider fan is talking about. Uh, you're going to lack the visual here, obviously. Uh, but let's listen to a uh, great quarterback analyst. Wasn't a stud as a quarterback himself. Um, stepping out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, and, doing and, his Jimmy Garoppolo doing, impression. Right. And no one was happier about Jimmy doing it than Dan Orlovsky. I promise you that because uh, it gets him off that hook. But anyways, um, but, but he's a great analyst and he's a great study of the way quarterback is played and like all that stuff and film and all that. So you're gonna lack you're gonna lack that, but just listen to what he has to say, I think is all you need to hear. That it looks like Derek Carr's purposefully trying not to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. It to goes that way. Wow. Okay, look at this. This is a deep hook by Devontae Adams. And what you get is cover two up top. Now, everything is off this hook defender. If he goes with the wheel route, throw it to Devontae. Mm. He went with the real route. Devontae's wide open. <laughs> That's exactly where the ball should go. Not only it's Devontae Adams, but he doesn't throw it to him. All right, maybe right. it's only one clip. Down at the bottom, I have a curl flat. Number one defense that this place stinks against is cover two. Cover That's two. why you have somebody that yeah, sits over the top of the ball. This is cover two at the bottom of the screen. That play at the bottom is dead. Devontae is not only the guy you want to throw to, but that's the person because of what the defense is that you should throw the ball to. Now down in the red zone, Devontae's going to run a quick fade versus inside leverage two man. Cut the split because I got space on purpose. The safety really doesn't matter. He wins off the line of scrimmage. I watched Aaron Rodgers throw that ball to Devontae a thousand (laughs) times against San Francisco last year. But he's not even looking over there on third and eight down in the red zone. He cut the split for a reason. 
That's only three clips because it's television. There's like six of them right. where the defense God. tells you because of what the, the, the scheme is on Not offense. Not the guy, the defense. Let's pretend they're X's and O's. They yep. don't have any reputation or name. The ball should go there because the defense, that's the worst play I can have given what my scheme is right. defensively. Right. The ball should go there. And it's Devontae Adams, and he's not even looking. Dude, I, you know, look, we can we can rant and rave and, you know, and I, I put up a, a Twitter post of that play that hits Darren Waller square in the hands, ball bounces up in the air. Kevin Byard picks it off, runs it out of the end zone. I mean, it was, and it was, that was clearly on Darren Waller. And Darren Waller had a bad day. Um, I'm not going to pile on Darren Waller, but he had a bad day. And in fact, respect Darren Waller for raising 600 grand last night at his, found, at his foundation dinner. So this is not, uh, uh, that, that post was not an attack at Darren Waller. But I got a lot of heat from some of that by people saying, well, where's, the, where's that same energy to our quarterback? Well, if you listen to the show and don't just follow us on the freaking socials, you'll hear plenty of heat going at Derek, too. So the heat goes at Darren Waller for that game in a big way. Heat goes on Josh McDaniels in a big way. Heat goes on the freaking inability to, to, to convert a turnover that gets you to the freaking Titans 31-yard line and results in a punt. Like, there's plenty of heat to go out there. So this isn't just a Derek thing or a Waller thing. But for what Orlovsky has to say right there, that ain't a fan opinion. That's inside baseball. That's somebody who studies the freaking position of quarterback for a goddamn living and has been doing it his whole life and says, look, if you take the names away, did you guys hear that? If you take the names away and you just make it about X's and O's, this X needs to go to that X on this play. Like, or O to O because it's off at whatever the hell it is. You guys know what I mean. Unbelievable. Like, I've n- I don't know if we've ever heard a stronger indictment of lack of ability to Derek Carr's play than that freaking clip right there. Nine years into this thing. Yeah, you know, I got, I got, I got a couple things on that. So, you know, last week we played a clip from Stephen A. Smith who was calling out Derek. And here this is. Same kind of stuff. You know, what's the common denominator here? You know, he's slipping. He's slipping. And I don't know why. I don't understand it. You know, all these years, and, you know, and I'm only, you know, three, four years into this thing. But, you know, but I've heard all the excuses as well. Well, he doesn't have this. Well, it's this. Well, that. All these things. There ain't no more excuses anymore. There's just really, I mean... You can't say anything else because, I mean, yes, Josh McDaniels is calling subpar games. It's not good. His game plan's going in. His play calling during the game, it's not good. But he did call for Devontae Adams to streak down there and be wide open. And if Derek, did Derek just, he forgot how to read defense? Well, see, and that's what I wonder is that like, okay, is it, and this is what I asked. So I remember in the preseason, I asked a question. I think it was on Silver and Black today. Some of the screens and things that we used to see out of the Todd Downing offense, and I can't believe we lost a freaking Todd Downing. But some of those plays that would be tackles for losses or would be just like ineffective plays. We saw Amir Abdullah run those plays effectively in like the preseason. And I thought, okay, it's a fair question. Has, have we just not ever had the execution? Was the play calling actually not that bad? And was the execution poor? Dude, 
Maybe McDaniels isn't calling that bad of a game. Maybe our execution is just shit because that's what I just heard. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it's tough to it's tough to argue with that, you know. It, you know, yes, we all got super fired up in the preseason. Okay, well then put all these other guys in. Where's Tyron Johnson? You know, where's, where's Zamir where's, White? Where's Zamir Didn't White? We where's draft DJ, him for where's, a reason? Where's DJ Turner? All these guys that balled out for us in the preseason. Okay, well if this group ain't gonna get it done, then do something different. You know, and maybe that's a good opportunity, like what we said earlier in the show. Maybe let Derek Carr sit on the bench for a half of football and just think about what he's doing because, like. You watch him on the field and you watch these, you know, I mean, we were watching it on the Jumbotron and stuff like that. You know, the big overhead shots and stuff like that. He's squared in on a guy and he did that. He did that last year, too, and was still successful, you know, but we didn't have a guy like Devontae Adams. You know, yes, he was hitting Zay Jones all the damn time. But I mean, because well, he was the first guy in the building. Well, in the last the first guy, guy, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they share a sleeping bag together. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, he rolled him over <laughs> nothing, and woke him up in the morning. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and hey, and that's cool, man. That's cool. Four and seven. That's that's great. Y'all y'all do your thing. But <laughs> but <laughs> wait a minute. There could be alternate meanings to four and seven there. It is it? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Whatever. Um, uh, Tyrone Wheatley. Uh, oh oh, is that what? Oh jeez. <laughs> Easy with that shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, so when, so, but anyway, my point is, is you watch that game, especially on Sunday and you watch it, he looks at the guy the whole time. He doesn't survey the field the way he needs to. He's not going to one progression and going down the line. Like you see all these other elite quarterbacks do. He's looking at Mac Hollins for six seconds before the ball hits his hand. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. You know, and then you got you got. I mean, how many times in in Devonte Adam and Aaron Rodgers' career did you see, you know, see Devonte Adams get hit in the corner of the end zone, and you know, for touchdowns all the time? That's, and that's what and that play the, was. It was that corner route was that, that he said time. we've seen Aaron throw that ball a million times. Yes. Why isn't that thing going up there? And you would think that like. Especially after the first game, when Derek went to Devontae constantly, and the criticism was, well, he was forcing it. And that if we was spreading the ball around a little bit more, then the offense would have been better off, and we might have won that game. Well, then now we've gone like so far the other direction, and it's just like, this is such Raider shit. It's like it doesn't make any goddamn sense, you know? Uh, Ron in there says, we love numbers. Um, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, all right, so now let's go to the other side of the ball, all right? It ain't much hotter over there on the defensive side. And um, this, look, man, uh, we've got this new defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham. The 2020 Giants team had a top 10 defense in terms of, like, points allowed and a few other categories. They were, like, they were like uh, number 12 in terms of, like, yards allowed. Like, they were a pretty good uh, defense. Then they had a crap offense. They had the worst offense in all of football, and so that's why they weren't a good team. Then the Giants regressed last year. I also went and looked at his first year as a defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Jeff, for the Miami Dolphins in 2019, Patrick Graham's defense, 32nd ranked in points allowed, which means they were the worst, okay, in terms of points allowed. They allowed 494 points in 16 games. They were 30th in yards allowed, okay? They were 30th in first downs allowed. They were... 26th in passing yards. They were 
32nd, dead-ass last in touchdowns, passing touchdowns allowed. They were 30th in, in, in rushing, uh, excuse me, 27th in rushing yards allowed. 21st in touchdowns allowed, rushing the ball. Not a good defense, okay? Patrick Graham has had, he's one for three right now in terms of successful seasons as a defensive coordinator. We were very excited about the idea of this hybrid defense he was going to bring, playing the mashup, matchups. You guys have heard all the rhetoric, yada, yada, yada. The bottom line is that it's not working. And we've got some studs on this team. And if other than Nate Hobbs and Max Crosby, ain't none of them playing like it. No. I mean, um, you know, uh, who is it that got the interception? Was it Daron Harmon? That got uh, that? Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. got the interception. That was a great play um, from Daron Harmon. But anyways, but Patrick Graham is... Clearly, didn't, we, didn't we get didn't we get Patrick Graham? I mean, one of the reasons we got him was because of his red zone defense. Didn't we say when oh dude's got great red zone? That defense. was the thing about look that Giants team. Look, yep. look at all these you know points that we gave up in the red zone, stuff like that. You know, we can't stop it. We can't stop it. Well, you know, all you got to do is look at this week. The you know Titans scoring on their first three drives of the game, and then you know, and then you look at uh, then you look at the Arizona game where we giving up <sighs> two point conversions and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's the same shit, just a different coach. Absolutely, I, I could not agree more. And so I've got some comments from him on uh, you know the 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 milk carton of uh, also known as Chandler Jones. Holy cow! This is this is. I don't know. I'm going to play this for you guys. You listen to it, and then we'll give you our take on it. Everybody's looking for the statistics and stuff like that. The impact, one, you know, off the field. Two, the attention they bring that allows other people to play more freely. Again, it's a long season, and I know this. Chandler works hard, and we'll see how – again, I know the only thing Chandler's worried about, just knowing him for a long time, is about wins. So – Regardless of what the production was or it, what it could have been, Chandler cares about winning. Just like the people here at this, in this building, we care about winning. So that's the number one thing. And you know, once we start winning, that's 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 what we'll be happy there. All right, I get that winning is the most important thing, and not someone's personal stats. But when neither of them exist, it's a problem. So what is going to facilitate wins? Sacks, Chandler Jones, pressures. We can't have zeros, Patrick Graham. I don't think that's an excusable thing. You can't say, well, all Chandler cares about is winning. Well, guess what? We're not doing that either. Winning what? What is he concerned? What is his favorite thing to do? Winning. Winning what? Winning a game? How about you win a freaking play? You know what I mean? Let's go. How about you win a snap, dude? Because you ain't done it at all. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Nada. I mean, dude, how many times did we see Clee Farrell running in again? And you and me and Ty were sitting there. We're going like, why is Farrell running in there every first down? Like, what? Like, I get that you want your your closer Chandler Jones to have that third down pressure and all that, and you're gonna rotate snaps on. But like, like Ty made a great point. Like, didn't we bring in Jones because he was good against the run too? As Derrick Henry is gouging us. And I know he's King Henry, and I'm not saying that he's some chump. He's, you know, arguably the best running back in football and a hell of a lot of, you know, of a lot of a, a big-ass man to bring to the ground. So I, I know he's really, really good. But, like, th- why? Like, I, that's the stuff that does – now we're not taking it. You're telling me that Cleve Farrell's a better matchup than Chandler Jones? And if he is, then 
what the F are we paying that dude so much goddamn money for? Then maybe he shouldn't have been. Then maybe that's a trash-ass signing by Dave Ziegler. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, dude. I don't. That one didn't feel good. That This Patrick Graham comment did not feel good. I mean, none of this stuff feels good because we suck and we're losing, but that one didn't feel so hot. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so sure uh, about that one, and I'm, and I'm really curious to see how that defense bounces back. Because, look, here's the thing, Raider Nation. As much as the adversity we had last year, the bottom line, and, 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 and kudos to Derek and his leadership and other members of the team for their leadership and for facing adversity and bringing this thing back, although I think now we're finding a lot of that as Rich Passaccia, what we did last year is to take nothing away from what the, the leaders on the team and the offense did. But there's a reason that we won those four games, and it's because we had a top 10 defense in those final four games. Right. To me, the end. So if we don't have a decent defense, it doesn't matter what the hell else we do. Guess what? We're not the 06 Saints. This ain't Drew Brees and Marquez Colston. We're not going to score freaking 40 a game. So we got to have a badass defense. And Patrick Graham so far, not getting it done. So you're, yeah. taking, you're taking arrows too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we're going to see how this defense is going to bounce back because so far they don't know how to bounce back. It's just more of the same kind of stuff. But we're about to see what it's like because we're about to play the worst team that we've played all year. Ebony Graves. You know what I mean? Like the, all that, <laughs> yeah. that, the, 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 the let's ride stuff. You know, we're, we're about we're about to we're about to take them on a ride. But, you know, offensively, I think. But, you know, defensively, we got I mean, we oh, got if Russell. We, lights if us if up, Russell oh Wilson gosh. light because he ain't he ain't lit anything up at all this year. All he's been doing is doing his corny ass shit that he always does. And 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 hasn't produced anything. What they they won by they won eleven to ten or some stupid. Yeah, because Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of the back of the end zone. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So you know, so if we can't, easy, easy. <laughs> we need to get him in the backfield. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, it, I mean, we can, we've got to shut him down. Got to shut him. Got to shut him down. You're listening to The Violator, and I'm live on Raider Fan Radio. Where you at, baby? Hey, Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. So Paul in the chat says yeah. Arizona was supposed to be shit. The Titans were supposed to be shit. <laughs> what about Denver? I don't even know if I've ever seen Paul cuss in the chat. He's fired he's up, man. Fired I up. love it. He watched that Michelle episode and he's felt inspired. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Michelle Sweat in there uh, in the chat says watching Ngakwe sack Mahomes made me physically sick. I'm with you, like that, and that's the thing is that like we were all talking about like oh Chandler Jones is one of the greatest pass rushers ever or currently or whatever, and we got rid of Yannick for this. Like, Yannick and Max played great together. Like, Yannick, like, ball, Yannick, I always say it wrong, balled out against, remember, like, the Eagles game last year? Like, I mean. Yeah, very good. Gosh, what are we doing? All right. Anyway, so let's move on from that. I will give you one last thing. I'll give you some, 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 here's something encouraging to take away out of the Chandler Jones discussion before we get into some of the media comments this week. Most sacks for a player versus a quarterback since the year 2000. All right. Cameron Jordan has 23 sacks versus Matt Ryan. Next on the list, Chandler Jones has 16 and a half sacks versus Russell Wilson. 
So most sacks for a player versus a QB since then. So this would be a great week to get that first Raiders sack and to climb up that list and to chase down that all-time record there, uh, or at least that, the, the record since 2000, and take over that number one spot of Cameron Jordan. Because that's, that's significant, man. 16 and a half sacks against one guy. Uh, so you know what? I'll say this. If he doesn't go nuts this week, doesn't show up on the stat sheet, Patrick Graham, then for real, four weeks in, yeah, we'll be calling for this guy. What are we F doing? To the E to the R to the R to the <laughs> E to the L to the L. It ain't furl. Absolutely, it's not. All right, let's go to uh, uh, let's hit to some of these media comments. So we're going to go to the KJM podcast, which is uh, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, let's see, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman, and so they are talking about um, this idea of Derek potentially moving on, and this is curious because. I just made this comment when I did this selfie last week on Thursday. I made the comment about how even if it's not a pure indictment of Derek Carr's ability, maybe just new scenery is a good thing for him. Maybe just a fresh start for the Raiders at quarterback will be good for the organization. Interesting, too, we know Ziggler was in Tennessee for the uh, Tennessee Volunteers and Florida Gator game. Because we know the Will Boy, uh, Will the Boy. We know the Boy Will Compton. No, it's Will the Boy. Will the Boy. Oh yeah, Will the Boy. We know Will the Boy talked to Ziggler, and uh, and and so it's curious. Like, what would he, Ziggler be there? Who would he be there to scout? Because your GM doesn't go scout college teams unless you're going to take them high. Well, the rumors swirling about uh, about Hooker. Come on, Hooker. Come on. Like he's 24 years old. He's a little bit older, but dude can move. He's good. Can move. He's got a monster freaking arm. GBO. Let's. <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, and hey, and maybe even that's not a. Maybe is at twenty four years old. Is he worth a second rounder? We've got all, or we've got all these other lower round. He picks. won't go first round being twenty four years. Old. There you it go. Just won't so there you go. So I mean, like, I just thought that was interesting. So anyways, we'll take him thirty six overall in the second round, dude. Just like what we did in twenty fourteen. <laughs> Yikes. But anyway, so there we so it's interesting that um, the idea of Derek and the Raiders getting a fresh start again. We're not advocating this. This isn't me saying that like this is what the Raiders should do. No, I want Derek to be the best quarterback in the NFL. I want Derek to be MVP. So I'm not advocating for the Raiders to move on or for him to move on. I would rather see him hoist a Lombardi Trophy wearing silver and black. Let's go. I would rather see that. So know that, Raider fan, as you're listening to this. This isn't us pushing for it. It's just us asking the question, and I think it's a fair one to ask. Maybe a change of scenery, for whatever reason, will help his career out if he gets to the right place in the right system with the right team because that Raider mystique thing that, that hovers over that organization, he's a part of, and it makes it seem like he's not a good quarterback, and that's not true at all. You think, I hate to ask, but do you think he's one of those Parcel observations, nothing good ever happens for that guy? Because as you just pointed out, you hit a, a target in the hands. That's not on you. It's not on him. Is he? Is nothing good ever happened for this guy? Yeah, well, he, you, you point to something that's, that's a little bit true when you look at it. He, he is on his way to becoming an MVP, potentially. He breaks his leg. Right? He, he, at the end of the year, that year, they go to Houston – to play the, the Texans, he's not on the team. He's he's on IR. He's done. But all the way up until that point, he leads them to the playoffs. 
he snaps his leg, he misses the games, he doesn't get the numbers, so therefore he won't get the votes. You look at the situation that he had to go through, uh, how long ago? A year ago. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's been forever, but a year ago. He's got to take the team and put it on his back and be the guy who stands up because of the midst of the Henry Rugg situation, the midst of his uh, uh, embarrassed coach in John Gruden. He's got to deal with all of those sort and of things. And kept the team together, as, team a, as, together. A, as not a losing team. Yep. But nothing good happened out of the situation. They lose in the playoffs under Rich Masaccia when they get there. It's just like nothing good happens. That's why I say maybe he's one of those guys that if you are the Seattle Seahawks, for instance. The Colts. A year from now. I don't want the Colts to do it. The Colts got to go young. They got to go young. They just got to draft. They got to draft a guy and just call yeah. it a day. So is it, is it only Derek Carr? No because like, I, I'm watching Raiders games thinking a lot about Rich Bisaccia. And I'm wondering if the team felt like they played differently for him. Now, I don't know if it was a byproduct of everything that happened with Gruden and obviously him taking over the reins and then wanting to back him and make him the head coach. But it just like, I don't, I don't know where Chandler Jones is. Like, where's Chandler Jones on defense? I know Max Crosby. I know he's there. Like, even Josh Jacobs, he's in a, he's in a, um, a contract year. And they haven't been able to get the run game going, so everything falls on the shoulders of Derek Carr. And I think that's bad, what makes it difficult. Bad, bad line, bad secondary. Right? See, that's yeah. killing them. But sometimes in the National Football League, and even in basketball, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Jay, is that owners in, in management, the leaders of organizations, they get it wrong because they – you got the guy – Right it, there. It, right there. And then all of a sudden, you you just, for whatever reason, you decide that you're going to listen to somebody at one of these damn owner meetings and make a decision. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really want to hire that guy. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. You got Rich Versace right here. Team you responded have to, look, to him. You have to look at the, cir- the situation and the circumstances that one was in when he helped your team get to a, le- a different level. All right, I say it all the time. I'm a fan of the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. So I'm not going to lament this scenario but i will say this that was a very clutch point that that uh that that jay williams made right there that i hadn't considered before that owners do get caught up in what the next shiny new thing is and you know maybe mike mayock and rich Pisaccia weren't all that bad of a setup considering the way that the team responded to them again i'm not advocating for it um and i'm not advocating for Derek's departure but i Maybe we didn't have it all that bad and this big, you know, reboot that we've gone through because it's not a total, you know, rebuild, but it's a little bit of a reboot. I think there's probably got to be more to come. It's got to be. I can't see a scenario where it doesn't. I will say this before well, before we, we, we get on here because we got one more soundbite to get to uh, with Rich Gannon before we get out of this segment. And I want to hear from you, Jeff. I'm still not convinced. All that said, I'm still not convinced this thing is over. And – when we were walking out of Nissan Stadium, we did a little bit of a live there on YouTube, and we said, ah, you know, by Wednesday we'll be fine. And I remember Kevin the Raider nerd distinctly uh, in the chat after, afterwards said, "We will. I'm not going to be fine. I'm not going to be okay on Wednesday. And I hear that loud and clear. And I don't think I'm just hunky-dory over here as a Raider fan on the field in terms of the, the field. As a fan, I'm feel great. Better than I ever have. But, like, in terms of, as, of, of, of what the team is actually doing. But here's what I think, Jeff. We got the freaking Broncos coming into town. It's a very winnable game. We're not going to lose every game this year. We should beat the damn Broncos. It's it, We should beat them. That gives confidence. We go into Kansas City. If Yes, the last three games were ones that we needed to have in the books. We needed to have those wins for this season. But they're gone now. So we got the Broncos. 
and we got Kansas City. Nobody's undefeated in our division. The Chargers are sitting at one and two. If we go two and three after being the Broncos and then Casey in their crib going into the bye week, Raider fan, I'm optimistic as hell coming out of that. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not ready to throw it out yet. It's 0-3. It's a 17-game season. 0-3 is the, is the new 0-2 because there's an extra game in there now. So I'm not fully convinced that this is a done-ass deal yet. So let's look for the Raiders to kick ass against the Broncos. Let's beat the damn Chiefs once in a while. That'd be great. And then go into the bye week and actually have optimism for the remainder of the season. Yeah, you know, well, I, I do want to touch on a point that you said before. With, sure, please. With, with Basachia and 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 Mayock, you know, I, as much as you know, as much as we rooted for those guys and stuff like that, going into that off season after the craziness that we had, yes, the team rallied together, and yes, they did a lot of really good things. But you know, going into the off season, if you're Mark Davis and you see a guy like Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler show up, and you know they're looking for maybe a new spot, doing something different, who's not taking that? That's a fair point. You know what I mean? That's a who's, fair point. Who's not taking those guys? Because yes, Riz Pashachia is 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 a great leader of men, and he's a great you know morale guy and all that stuff, and all the players absolutely love him. But you know, but it, it's kind of like it's kind of like Derek Carr, you know, loving Zay Jones. That's great and fine and wonderful, but you know, but hey, there's Tay. You know, you know what I mean? Like I got you. it's that yeah. shiny new piece. And so yes, it's shiny and all that, but but it's good and it has a good track record. Maybe not as a head coach, but overall success. Josh McDaniels was the guy. I mean, all these other teams, sure, you know, fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look at I mean, we're here in Middle Tennessee. When they fired Mike Malarkey here in Tennessee from the Titans head coach, you know, everyone looked at Josh McDaniels. Oh, he's the guy. He's the guy. We got again the offensive mind, the, the the Super Bowl rings, the Lombardis, all that stuff. He's, you know, he coached up the GOAT, all that kind of stuff, you know. So I mean, yes, that's you know, I mean, of course you're gonna look at that guy. But um, but but to your other point, I mean, I don't think I don't think in any way it's over either. You know, you know, play devil's advocate. Say we go zero and five at the bye. Oh, it's, it's, it's over, over as shit. Is that it's yeah. over? That's it's, it's ball game at that yeah, point. Yeah, we ain't gonna win. Yeah, two. we ain't gonna yeah. rattle off twelve straight after that. But uh, but I like as someone in the chat said honestly with with the talk about with Carr because I'm I'm with you. I'll be rocking the four. All year long, you know, he's my guy. He's my quarterback. And, when, you know, win or lose, he's he's just my quarterback, you know, because he is QB1 for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's my guy. But I think that Mark Davis would probably be more likely to keep Josh McDaniels than Derek Carr. Oh, 100%. You know, a hundred percent. I agree with that too. So, yeah. you know, so with the, and, with and Mark, we talked about this and I, and I, I think it was a little overblown by some local media members about this conversation that happened between Josh and Mark Davis after the game and whatever. Um, but I will say this, like, don't let the haircut fool you. Mark Davis is his father's son. He don't do embarrassment. Well, there's a reason that, that, uh, that, uh, riverboat Jack is no longer the head coach of the then Oakland Raiders and now Las Vegas Raiders is because they got punked against the freaking chargers at the end of the season and the body language and all that stuff, but not only by him, but Crabtree and all those guys, there's a reason they were all gone and let go. And that's because Mark Davis has got his father's gangster in him. Like, don't let him fool you. So if, if you're right, if he's got his new shiny, to we've seen him do it with, he'll invest in a front office position and right. He was going to let Gruden coach his team for 10 years. Like, 
Gruden wasn't going to go anywhere. Josh McDaniels ain't going anywhere. Anybody that's talking about like, oh, they're going to let, they're going to fire him, and he's going to go all Al Davis and fire his head coach. That's not where. No, that's that is the difference in the loyalty between Mark Davis and what his dad. His dad would haul off and fire a coach in the middle of the season. Mark's not going to do that, but he will say, "Hey, go get this guy. Hey, go get that." He will yeah. do that. Hey, Dave, go to Tennessee and, and watch Herndon Bingo. Uh, or Herndon Hig or. Hooker, number five right there for, yeah, for the Vols. Amen. You know, for That's sure. so, what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, so speaking of quarterbacks of the Raiders, let's check in one last uh, audio bite here before we get into the sea of fans. we got a massive sea of fans, so we got to get going on this. Uh, but let's check in with uh, your NFL MVP, uh, the other awesome number 12 for the Raiders. He is Rich Gannon as he checks in on the state of the Raiders. Well, what's going on with my Las Vegas Raiders? And what I'm seeing now is some of the same things that I saw in the preseason. I think offensively, you have to start with the issues they have up front. They are not playing well along the offensive line. Carr is a quarterback that needs a good, firm pocket. The running game with Josh Jacobs and the rest of the backs, another group that hasn't provided a lot of production and consistency. You know, you look at the Raiders through the first three weeks of the season, they had opportunities offensively. Had a chance against the Chargers week one. Second week of the season against the Arizona Cardinals. They didn't show up in the second half. And then defensively, they gave up two touchdowns and two two-point conversions in the final 10 minutes of the game. And even yesterday against the Tennessee Titans, they had an opportunity late to convert a two-point play to tie that game. They weren't able to get it done. But again, offensively, offensive line issues continue to be a problem. Defensively, the same issues we saw last year from this group. Their inability to get pressure on the quarterback. Just two sacks so far this season through three games. That's why they went out and got Chandler Jones. And he's not making enough plays. And then the other issue they're having defensively, they were one of the worst teams in football in 2021 at creating negative plays. The takeaways. And again, that's an issue with this football team. They're just not getting their hands on enough footballs. And that's a huge problem. And it will be an issue if they can't get it fixed this weekend at home against the Denver Broncos. All right, that's a great take there by Rich. And absolutely, and I love it how he leaned onto the defense there because I definitely think it needs to happen. And it's got to happen. Look, if we are going to win a game uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's what we got to do. Foxy Scorpio in the chat room says, get real, Murph. DC ain't winning in KC, and winning in an empty arrowhead doesn't effing count. Um, Look, I'm not saying they are going to win, Foxy Scorpio. Don't misread what I'm saying. Uh, I, there's nothing about the team right now that makes me feel confident that we can go march in Arrowhead and win and drive the bus around the stadium. I, I don't think that's going to happen either. But what I am saying is that it hadn't happened yet. That game hasn't been played, and we haven't lost it yet. So I am saying if there's a world where we do win that game and we beat the Broncos and we're 2-3 and three heading into the bye week after doing that, that's going to cause a sense of optimism. So don't misread that, man. I'm not like sitting here like going like, yeah, we're going to go do it. No, but I hope they do, and you should too, Foxy Scorpio. If you're a Raider fan, you should hope we go in there and beat their ass. Let's right. go, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and You see a lot of people on, on Twitter and stuff like that that are going, ah, just tank. Just tank this season, man. Stupidest freaking thing ever. I'm not. I'm not with that, man. Uh, You know, if it happens, it happens. But hopefully, not because we're not. I'm sure as hell ain't gonna root for that. I want us to win the next, you know, 14 games. You know, so hey, man, like the people, like even like cousin Sonny. Like I freaking. I mean, cousin Sonny's my cousin. I love him to death. He's like a brother to me. But like he's like, oh, I just want you know the Derek Carr to just play bad. That way we can just finally move on from him. 
I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy that roots for movies of franchises that I like for them to fail so they could hire new directors. No, I'm not rooting for presidents to fail so our country can struggle so that we can elect somebody else. It's stupid. It's self-defeating. I want those for that, that, that represent those entities and institutions that we are fans of or members of or whatever. I want them to do well. Like, stop that. Stop that, that self-defeating mentality, man. You know, I don't want to root for, I'm not going to root for somebody in my family to fail so that they can, whatever. Like, no, I want them to be healthy. I want the, the organization and those people to have success. Like, what a concept. Let's lift people up. So, like, look, again, I'm not, this is, this is not excusing or apologizing for any of those players. And, and, and Rich Gannon, I thought, did an amazing job right there of saying that, like, you know, look, there's, there's these, all these areas of accountability. I want Patrick Graham to be the best defensive coordinator in football. I want him to be so goddamn good that every team that needs a head coach next year and afterwards wants to hire him. That's what I want. But he right now, he sucks ass. So, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean we're going to root for his failure. Why would you ever do that? I don't get it, Jeff. I mean, Gosh dang it. Say something and then take it to see your fans. I'm, yeah. I mean, you said it all, man. You know? For anyone to to root for any aspect of this team to fail is just absurd. It's just absurd. Why would you do that? Then you're not a real fan. Sorry. I'll say that. You're not a real fan then. You fake-ass fan? Come on. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. If you're not rooting for your team every single game, then what the hell are you doing? Then what are you doing? Then what are you doing? That's so damn then stupid. go watch stickball or something. Yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It I appreciate it, but <laughs> shout out the chat room, sorry, Jeff. Oh my gosh, everyone's in there, and, and donations are flying in. Like, oh yeah, like, please shout those like out, crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to scroll back up. I know Daniel Mangus has donated another ten bucks. Uh, a Charger fan, Danny Fan, uh, donated one dollar. So we, oh, so thanks, we, yeah, so we greatly yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Ebony Graves threw in another couple. 10 <laughs> I'm going to give him an extra nine bucks so we get a poker chip next time we give something away. Oh well, there you go, there you go. Yeah, we'd love <laughs> to send him something Raider related for sure. But uh, but yeah, so Edgar V's in there, Fargo Raider, Michelle Sweat, Matthew Mangus, Tider Raider, Franklin in '83. My wife's in there, Tyrone Graves. Uh, Jonathan Wade, vibrators in there, Miss Ebony. Uh, um, hey Val, yeah, or, yeah, I'm, yeah, Miss Valerie. Uh, 
Um, uh, Ebony's in there. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider's in there. Mojo's in there. OG Fade's in there. Lencho, Schmucky the Raider Bear. Uh, holy crap, we got some Raider Nomads in there. Paul is in there. 85 Raider Nations in there. We got the whole crew, dude. Oh, that's awesome, man. We appreciate you all so very, very much. All right, so here's what we hear from you, because more of you and less of us is a good thing. And you can contact our show a multitude of ways. You can jump in with the amazing chat room at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. You can call the show at 909-345-3346, where we have 18 voicemails. So we got to really get to it here. Uh, and then we, you can also email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. How inventive. It's a really inventive email address. Yeah, I really like show. that. Show, can we spell it? Well, yeah, would you? Show, that's S-H. Let's go to ASMR. S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. R-A-I-D-E-R-S-F-A-N-R-A-D-I-O.com. Dot com. <laughs> Holy cow. I got some emails. Hey, can we read one? Yes! <laughs> I would love to I read it. I've got the borderline way too creepy. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, it, it was one of those things, you know how like the comedy where like it, it's funny and then it gets weird and then it's funny again? Andy it, Kaufman. It, it never got funny again. It never. It just, it just, I, we were both sitting in it and couldn't stop it, and it was yeah. just, ew, gross. Yeah, I felt yucky. Uh, sorry. Sorry about that, guys. No, no, no. You're good. I love no, Ron the Mater says email at email.com. <laughs> love it. Love it. Absolutely. So, hello, RFR family. This team is starting to piss me off. Three very winnable games, one in the bag, and yet the Raiders have gone from Super Bowl to contenders to a clown. Al Davis is rolling in his grave right now with the direction of this team. McDaniels is a joke and a fraud head coach. He can't scheme up an offensive plan for the red zone if, if my life depended on it. Oh, if, if Matthew Mangus' life depended on it, Josh McDaniels couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But there are some positives from this game. The defense pitched a second half shutout after giving 24 points in the first half. The Titans did nothing in the second half, so we could start to see the defense that might be able to bail out Derek Carr if he gets his head out of his ass. Uh, that's it. There's nothing else I can say except if we lose to the Broncos at home, then the Chiefs uh, accept or if the, and the Chiefs expect Dan McDaniel's to be fired at the bye week. You heard it here first. One more loss, and McDaniel's is sent to the guillotine. Yours truly, Matthew Mangus, one pissed off Raider fan. P.S. Prayers to everyone in Florida sheltering from Hurricane Ivan. Absolutely, absolutely, good stuff there, Matthew. Appreciate you. Mojo in the chat. That's that's yeah. that's freaking yeah. that's top rope right there. That's yeah, good we stuff. call that a callback. Yeah, yeah, we love a good callback. Esteban in there, uh, which I believe is in Costa Rica. He says this team makes me drink. Amen. Made okay. all of us. <laughs> I think we all wiped out our livers this weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, all right, I got one next. Let's go to T Hom. Uh, he says Murph Mosh Swaggy J Nation. Uh, I could have only wished that uh, the intensity on the field by our beloved Raiders had matched the intensity of the RFR crew that showed up big at Nissan Stadium, bore the heat, and then witnessed the shit show. Big money players make big money plays. I've heard that over and over again the last couple days, and it's time to finally come to fruition. Devontae and Darren have both made big plays, but they've left a lot in the field when it counted most. Derek needs to keep throwing the ball, and they need to both earn their keep. And Carr is playing okay, but it's time for him to raise his game as well, recognize the coverages, have the stones to check out of plays, and put the ball where it needs to be. Uh, let's see. I suggest the coaching staff replace the Gatorade bottles <laughs> with baby bottles. Uh, remind the entire team about how much it sucks to be the only 0-3 team in the league. Hey, shout out that first-round pick. 
um, and then go on Sunday to do something about it. Reminder, the defenders, uh, that when they grab the bottle for a drink, they need to wrap it up and try not to arm tackle it. Five sacks, two picks on defense, five touchdown drives, drives, turn this thing around, and then we can bring back the Gatorade bottles. And if you're asking me if I give up, I will use the words of my immortal character Marv from Home Alone by saying, never. Hang in there, nation. We'll be back. Tion. Nice. Nice. Yo, what's up, Murph, Swaggy, and the one and only Uncle Mosh? I hope all is well and everyone is safe and in good health. There are three things that's guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and the Raiders stressing me out. I was, <laughs> I was hoping Bobby Boucher would come out at halftime and help us win. So far, the Raiders have failed to show up when it counts, but Raider Nation always shows up and shows out. Even though the Raiders lost, when I look back at this weekend, the game will be the last thing I remember. Spending time with the RFR family was a reminder of what Raider Nation is all about. Michelle, Lamont, Ebony and Tyrone Graves, Raider Ramon, Houston Raider Steve, Fabricator Gil, Jeff and Mike Murphy, Uncle Mosh, Swaggy, Murph, Capo, and many of the others who I had the pleasure of meeting and spending time with. Trinidad and I had the same flight back home, so I got to talk to him and his wife for a while. I added a new sandwich to my Domenico's list, thanks to Michelle, and got to meet the boy Will Compton and UFC fighter Michael Chandler. If I tried to explain everything, this email would be three pages long, so I will end it at this. Thank you, Murph, Swaggy, and Uncle Mosh for your Southern hospitality. Uh, who would have thought that, uh, that looking for a Raider podcast would bring this California kid to the middle of Tennessee? Just a reminder to all those who need to be reminded, you can do anything, but never go against the family. Until Aww. next time, RFR family, all love and respect, tied to Raider. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That was my favorite email so far. Dude, Ty is... Ty's family. Yeah. Ty's we're, family. We're try, hey, inside baseball, we're trying to get his ass move out here. Absolutely. Come on, Ty. Uh, all right. It was funny today when I went into Domenico's to grab our, our food for the show. And uh, and Mike Murphy, Jeff's brother, yeah. Chubby Jeff's brother was there. And, and, he, and he goes, hey, he goes, I saw Anthony. And I'm like, Anthony? And I go, oh, Ty Raider. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I always just think of him as Ty. And we, we all call him Ty. Absolutely. But his name is Anthony, and no one calls him that. But uh, all right, so we go. Next up, uh, Murph, Raider Fan Radio Crew. Raider Nation, do not panic. It's only three losses. Could we have won them? Yes. The fact that much, uh, as much as we hate to admit it, the team was rebuilt. You have new coaches, coordinators, and team members. Everyone has to learn the new scheme from these coaches and learn how to play and read each other all over again. The scores were not off by much each game, and if it wasn't for those drops by key players and other stupid self-inflicted wounds, to say the least, the outcome would have been different. Time is needed so they can work on it. Much, uh, most of all the veterans need to step their effing game up. Great email. Thanks for your time. Raider Gill, P.S. Have you seen Chandler Jones? <laughs> and that's the other Raider Gill. We got Fabricator Gill yes. and the IE, and then that is Raider Gill. Yeah, we should start calling Chandler Jones Mike Jones. You know Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for that. That was funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, salute RFR and salute nation. Love the show. Keep up the great content. I understand folks and their opinions and that they have their own opinions. However, what the F, man? Why are people saying to replace the coach or DC? We've already undocked from this campaign and voyage. If anything, we need to know how to use what we have for real. After chopping up three weeks of football, 
Turnovers and play calling, execution, catching the ball are noticeable issues. The silver lining is if we win the next two, momentum starts to turn. No pun intended. Murph, what happened? Week one, we had tickets to the DC turnover show. Mosh, what happened? <laughs> Week two, we had tickets to the fumbling, rumbling Renfro show. Swag Jeff, what happened? Week three, we had tickets to the Hello Collar to Waller Hand show. Oh. Yeah, the Renfro cop thing was hilarious, though. His belt weighed more than he did. <laughs> Max, hey, he was a good sport, too, by the way. He was laughing and cutting. He up was laughing. Yeah, yeah, that it. was funny. He loved it. Matt Collins, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams should demand the ball every play, mismatch every single game. So far, I give the defense grade a C and the offensive grade a D. What's your th- what's your grades or thoughts? Good thing is, there is more in front of us than behind us. Soon, all the opponents will be shaking when they face this offense and will be punished when trying to make plays against our defense. I repeat the prolific words of wasted. The Raider Equinox is upon us. Which means by 2025, the Raiders will host and or hoist another Lombardi or two. Raiders! Silver and Black Mac. Hey, let's go Silver and Black Mac. Appreciate the email, my friend. Uh, next up, I was in the chat last week, is the Rosino. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, but I went to that game, and I'll tell you what I saw. I saw play calling that was too cute, and Duran Waller having a bad day. I think that's an excellent summary. Uh-huh. The Titans destroyed our defense in the first half, and a huge question mark of play calling and decision-making by the coaching staff all game long. That being said, I'm not a McDaniels fan, but for those of you wanting to abandon the system three weeks in and calling for the firing of Josh McDaniels, have some patience. I don't think a lot of people remember when we were 0-9 at the beginning of Derek Carr's career. We're not going to be that bad this year, but it's going to take some time before we start looking as explosive as some of these other high-powered teams. McDaniels needs to simplify the offense in his first year and let the talent we have do the talking. And to everyone who's saying they're giving up on the Raiders, stop whining and wait for it to turn around because it will. We don't need that fake fan mentality. There he is, Rosino. Nice. Bring it some heat. I like it. I like it. Greetings, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Swag, Jeff, and the entire RFR family. It's White Stallion Raider checking in once again for another disappointing week of Raiders football. I hope I don't lose hope often, but after another poor performance, I think we can almost officially put this season to bed. As the Raiders now face seemingly unsurmountable odds to make the postseason an 0-3, no jokes in this one, just criticism, as the state of the Raiders is no laughing matter. To be clear, the game was once again lost by the offense, and no, it wasn't our quarterback, as he should have had five touchdown passes. Amen. Uh, the offense continues to miss opportunities, and unfortunately, Derek Carr can't throw and catch the ball. Easy. Uh, let's face it, Raider Nation. Our offense is consistently mediocre after three consecutive and underwhelming performances. Don't get me started on the long ball uh, that would have gone for a score where Waller thought he was Odell Beckham and decided not to put both hands on the ball. Oh. Why? We expect a, tie- a tight end of his caliber to make that catch. That's it. Yeah, and we paid him for it. In fact, we should have made uh, we should have made the other two on the goal line as well. One blunder resulted in a field goal. The other one popped up in the air and was picked off. 18 more points would have won us the game and made it a blowout, but the offense couldn't get it done yet again. I'm tired of watching the same problems year after year. Missed opportunities. I'm seriously worried about this Carr and Adams connection as Devontae looks frustrated on multiple plays each game. I'm not sure if it's frustration in himself, his quarterback, or Coach McDaniels. 
I'm getting serious 2018 vibes from this team, which, as we remember, was John Gruden's first year back as coach. We expected a lot, and then now, and now because we have a combination of well-seasoned offensive coaches paired with Carr. Uh, uh, in both scenarios, we lost our first three games. In 2018, barely win our fourth game against the hapless Browns, uh, helmed by Hugh Jackson, with Baker Mayfield making his first career start. Hopefully, Josh McDaniels can win a fourth game like Gruden did, though I'm not holding my breath. It's more frustrating now because we have talent unlike them. Adams, Waller's, uh, Waller, Jacobs, Renfro, Crosby, Jones, Hobbs, Miller, and Carr are Pro Bowl caliber players. I know that Murph usually says uh, what he says about expectations of the team, but th in this case, he's correct. We were a playoff team last year who, ha who added an offensive genius who helped New England win multiple Super Bowls, the best receiver in football, and a running mate for our young superstar pass rusher. We should expect this team to perform better than this. Heck, they, should ha they have too much talent to be this bad, but somehow they haven't won in three attempts. I blame the coaching, and evidently, so does Mark Davis. After the postgame presser, uh, Davis had a closed-door conversation with our struggling head coach. I think it's a real possibility we clean house before the season's over. If the Raiders don't improve and start winning games, I don't see a scenario in which anyone keeps their job. After all, we currently hold the number one selection in next year's draft. Though all the negativity, we must appreciate the silver, uh, the slivers of light given to us and savor every win as they come. Hopefully, we can begin this trend by showing Cornball Russell Wilson and the Donkeys why, why, go. The, why the autumn wind is a freaking Raider. Amen. To echo the sentiment throughout last week, the fans are the best thing about the Raiders because the culture and camaraderie. The Raider Nation, uh, the Raider Nation has the best fans in professional sports. To and to this end, keep up the good work on Raiders Fan Radio as I sign out for this week. From womb to the tomb, the White Stallion Raider. Hey, White Stallion Raider, man! Right nice on. job, dude. Yeah, solid. All right, I've got the last one here. Evening all. Before I get to the painful stuff, <laughs> why I took such a pause there. <laughs> Before I get to the he, 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 Easy with he, the stuff. He, he. Easy with the stuff. Uh, a huge shout out to the wonderful RFR family. It was great to see you all together in the fan cave last week. I trust the hangovers were many. Then to see Houston Raiders Steve, Corey Fleck, and Trinidad on the pregame video was fantastic. And I hope the rogue Chiefs idiot that turned uh, that turned up at, oh, the rogue that turned up his day up at uh, in the river. Oh man, I butchered that line, Paul. Sorry. Uh, as ever, Raider Nation is second to none. There's a lot going on with the Raiders, isn't there? Sadly, most of the dysfunction, uh, the dysfunctional seems, gosh, bless it, I'm crushing this thing. Sadly, most of it seems dysfunctional, and when things are going against you, it's inevitable that small things snowball into bigger issues. The season so far can be a disjointed screw-up. Only a few are playing anywhere near their full capacity, and the coaches are adding to the confusion. If this was down to one thing, it would be easy to fix, but it's a lot of small things making one big shit show. The only thing that's consistent about us at the minute is we're still trash in the red zone. I may have missed something during the preseason, but did anybody on the coaching staff say at any time, please don't build your hopes up this year because it's going to take a year for us to learn each other? Perhaps they should have. It would have saved us, saved us from the pain of expectation. That's a great point. That's a great point. They were selling it as like, we done. Like, we're going to go win a championship. Yep. Well, uh, where's the fight and expansive thinking on Josh McDaniels? Why is Patrick Graham so reactive? Uh, he allowed the Titans to bully us in the first half with a soft rubbish that gave them far too much space in the, in the, at the time, and it made Ryan Tannehill look like Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. 
Of course, the coaches can't be held accountable for players making glaring mistakes like Darren Waller and Keelan Cole dropping passes. I know they aren't robots and people can make mistakes, but come on, guys. One can be excused, not four. That was what, when Darren said that, man, he was like, I'm not going to be you know, held to a perfect standard. I'm going to make mistakes. I respect that comment a lot, but at the same time, bro, like you're the best freaking tight end in football. Like, you just got paid a lot of money, and it's not about the money, but like that cap space. Like, come on, man. Well, we paid you for what you were going what to you're do. You're gonna do, and so far you ain't doing it. Yeah, man. Like, ah. All right, back to it. Ultimately, though, you have to put the team in the best position to try and win. And apart from the first half against the Cardinals, we haven't done that. A few notes I scribbled down to bear that Sunday out. Throwing the ball 45 times against the team has been shredded by the run for the first two weeks. Question mark. Only 19 run plays. Where's the running backs by committee idea gone? Five running backs and a fullback, and we got nothing. Three, Gosh, Paul, this is on point. The three points where we allowed at the end of the first half when we had the ball with under a minute to play was completely unavoidable and costly in the end. I don't want to see Devontae Adams and razzle-dazzle plays. How about we just throw the damn ball? Third and 18, why a screen pass? What happened to T-Billy? Why, why not use his pace to stretch the field? I'd rather play, pay Josh Jacobs at the end of the year than pay Chandler Jones for what, oh, for doing the square root of jack shit. Why ignore <laughs> Devontae Adams all of a sudden? We've been close to winning the game three times uh, so far, and we've said about doing nothing but ignoring the superstar player that could do the job in a heartbeat. Crosby, Jacobs, Hollins, Hobbs, thank you. You're the bright lights in a dark locker room at the minute. When you have a new coaching staff and a new system, you need positivity early Otherwise, people will lose faith in your project quickly. The results elsewhere in the division mean that we're not cut adrift yet, as strange as it sounds. If we can synchronize everything, someone is going to get uh, a real beating from us. Although I, although right now it's hard to see who and when, I'd give my left nut for it to be on, the, on Sunday against the donkeys. Back on February 10th, during episode number 236, and shortly after Josh McDaniels... Oh my gosh, did Zeke attack something over there? Easy, Zeke. Uh, Zeke's the dog, by the way. Zeke's the two-year-old Raider Bulldog in here. Or Fresno State Bulldog. No, right now, he's just the Raider Bulldog. And them Fresno State Bulldogs ain't doing yeah, shit. Yeah, he's yeah. the only Bulldog a part of this team Zeke's, right now. Zeke's more active than those other guys. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned who my preferred choice to head coach would have been when I said, if Mark Davis, uh, I'd, be, I'd keep Sean Payton's number on speed dial. I know Coach Payton wanted a year off, and I'm not advocating seeking uh, sacking Coach McDaniels at all. It's far too soon, and the league rules stop us anyways. However, I would say that if we're 0-5 at the bye week, it wouldn't surprise me if there's an interim change and a new head coach at the end of the season. Wow. It's a pretty well, common theme. Well, I'm telling you, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Here I was saying that Mark's not like his old man and doing that, but. You know, he, he just got a taste of what a championship tasted like. You know what I mean? Oh, he, his aces the just aces took home the took home at all. So you know, it, I don't know, man. If he, it's interesting. You know, it's That's a, an it interesting a, scenario. I love the that. way and Paul can, framed it. Makes a lot more sense to me. It does. Yeah. Uh, the question is, how long are we prepared to wait for the current system to work? Is Mark Davis prepared to accept a four and thirteen or a five and twelve season? The season is rapidly going downhill, and McDaniels needs to find the handbrake fast. Stay safe, RFR family. Love your Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man, five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Paul! 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 Paul!
Paul. 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 Hello. Paul. 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 I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. All right. Appreciate Paul and all. I, I, you know, I love that. Go. We get, you we, go. We could rant on that for a long time because you know, I, I think he brings up a, an, an interesting point, and you know, and Mark Davis, he knows what a championship tastes like now, man. So you know, we made the playoffs last year. His other team wins in the off season. So is how is he? Yeah, gonna, if we go four and thirteen. Well, if we go four and thirteen, try if we go zero and five. That's it's interesting. I, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. Um, one of my favorite things about this email, though. Okay, so we joke that Paul is in. Well, I started a long time ago. I made a joke that Paul is in Shropshire, Mississippi, because yes. Paul for real is in Birmingham, England, and so in our country, Birmingham um, is. Um, is west of Mississippi. So, and he said where he lives, it's, it's or he's west of Birmingham, excuse me. Paul is west of Birmingham, and in, in our country, west of Birmingham is Mississippi. So I said, okay, Shropshire is Mississippi. That was the, that was the joke, okay? The Graveses, Tyrone and Ebony, are from Mississippi. So when they, when they were up here on the show on Friday, Tyrone said at one point, he goes, Man, Paul had me looking on the map. He goes, I was trying to figure out where Shropshire, <laughs> Mississippi was. He's like, I've been living here my whole That's life. Amazing. I never heard of Shropshire. He's been looking so, for him. He's been looking for That's him. So that was, that was pretty funny there. Anyway, so much respect to Paul. Appreciate you. And uh, an amazing job, as always. All right, let's get to the voicemails. You want to shout out the chat? We got any more donations that came in, Jeff, before we do that? Uh, I don't think so, but but uh, Raider Born Rico's in there. Pirate1975. Uh, Paul is in there. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Mojo. Vibrator's in there. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Go, Valerie. Pineapple. That's the funniest uh, damn name. That's the funniest name. Uh, Pineapple's in there. Tyrone Graves, 85 Raider Nation. John Ogle's in there. Michelle Sweat's in there. Jay Jackson's in there. Corey Fleck. Ebony Graves. Franklin, 83. 510. Pekka. It's a 510, Jeff. Don't act brand new. Damn, dude. I've never read that damn name before. It's 510, California represent, man. Let's go. Is that, is that Lyle Alzado? <laughs> Oh my gosh. God. Dumbass. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Oh, the whole crew's in there, man. Tider Raider's in there. What's up, dude? Raider Gill's in there. What's up, Raider Gill? Appreciate you all very, very much. All right, let's you get to. Shout out the chat next time. Yeah, man. Okay. Ain't nobody to 408 in there. Anybody 408? That's San Jose. That's where I'm from. Okay, so let's go. Uh, let's go to the voicemails. We've got 150 of these, so we'll probably be here for next hour and a half. Good, uh, but we're gonna go ahead and hit them all anyways. And we appreciate you, Raider Nation, so very, very much. And so, okay, so if you call the show three times and you get your message played, or if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. And uh, so we've got. Uh, uh, we've got a couple that are getting real close to having some new made men and made women. And so the leader of that crew, because uh, every crew needs a captain, is Aaron the Q-Dog. Oh, I almost had that whole thing. He is Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. We call him the Capo, and he always starts off this segment. Greetings, Don America. Sick Larry Marsh on the boss, Sonny. I saw you on the sizzling. Big Raider Trucker, congratulations to you, homie. Mojo for when the universe speaks. All hail Queen Libby. Ramon the Mean Queen, good to meet your wife. Swag Jeff, Chris. Wild Raider, Chuck Spiderhead McCann for the Inebra Nation, Ron the Mater Raider Nation. Is the sky falling yet? The rudderless Las Vegas Raiders are 0-3. 
the teams that have beaten us, you know, they've gone 0-6 in the games outside of our contest against them, averaging a mere 16.2 points. Head coach Josh McDaniels reiterated that the Las Vegas Raiders must learn how to win. Now, considering the team made the playoffs last year, I'm scratching my head on that one. This is far from encouraging. Neither the fact that McDaniels is 1-10 in his past 11 NFL head coach games and it's been, oh, I don't know, 4,333 days since Josh McDaniels has won an NFL game as a head coach. Apparently, the Raiders owner, Mark Davis, he too is not pleased. Following the contest this past Sunday that I attended with the RFR family, the Raiders lost 24-22 to basically make an otherwise great trip, you know, um, suck out loud. Davis met with him behind closed doors. I don't know how that meeting must have went, but I think it came on good sourcing that it probably wasn't to discuss where to eat, maybe P.F. Chang's, whenever they touch back down after the long flight back to Las Vegas. Now, McDaniels has to be feeling the pressure to surpass the zero in the win column. I mean, he's on pace to end up like former Raider coach Dennis Allen, who's running the Saints for some reason, after going 0-4 back in 2014. McDaniel's team can possibly make up ground over the next four weeks. Now, let's look at this for a second. Las Vegas faces Denver at home. Kansas City on the road has a bye week six and then hosts Houston. Now, Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense has struggled. You've heard this on the media outlets. Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs offense, you know, lost to a winless Colts team this past weekend itself. And things may not be all that great back in the land of gravy between the enemy, my pro-fighting frat brother, and Patrick Mahomes, the fraud. But there's no need to go into that. The Raiders can get back in the mix if they win back-to-back divisional wins and have a victory over the rebuilding Texans. No one expected the Raiders would struggle on offense. Supposedly, McDaniel's strength having been an OC for the vaunted New England Pats. The Raiders appear to have no direction on offense. Las Vegas remains unbalanced, passing the ball 71% of the time. That's a little bit too much whenever you have talented running backs on the roster. All-pro wide receiver, all-world, Devontae Adams, DA-17, has only 48 receiving yards over the past two weeks. There really aren't any obvious answers as to how the Raiders are going to turn this around, according to Vic Taver of the Athletic. Now, he went on to say, you might even say that the team at 0-3 and the patchwork offensive line is overachieved to this point. McDaniels, who had an 11-17 record as the Broncos head coach from 2009 to 2010, must prove that he can be an NFL coach. Sunday's game is the biggest of his early Raiders career. Per the New York Times, the team has only a 16% chance of making the postseason. Now, if the Raiders mess around and they lose this particular weekend, they all but have no chance of making the playoffs. Surely, with chances evaporating like a fart in the wind at 0-4, <laughs> it just spells doom for McDaniels. Now, Daniels, he had the audacity to say that the team, once again, had to learn how to win. But honestly, it seems like Josh McDaniel is the only person who needs to learn how to win. Now, all three Raiders' losses have been by six points or less. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro must get their heads out of their collective asses and earn their money. I mean, like, right now. DC4 is not a leader. You've been hearing me say that forever and ever, but he better start impersonating one. We watched Tom Brady after the loss in Nissan Stadium on the screen overlooking the river, 
the, the place of the crime. And I'm looking at this cat going up against the Packers, and one of his young receivers fumbled a ball. Brady's always in this guy's face telling him that he's going to come back to him, pick his head up. We need to reengage and get back in the fight. I saw none of that out of DC4 whenever he was sitting down muttering just whatever the hell he was to himself while the defense was out there trying to keep his punk ass in the game. We need to work on that because if we can have the aged one inspiring young players, going to different position groups, telling them that we're going to get back in the fight, I mean, that's what we need as far as leadership's concerned because you look at DC4 physically, I mean, even the throws he makes, they're better than what TB12 brings to the table. Why can't we get the leadership? Physically, DC4 is a better player. However, when it comes to leadership and what pumps in your chest, there is no comparison. Hence, 2-1 and one being far better than 0-3 at any age. The Raiders fan radio family and nation as a whole – we showed the Music City this past weekend what it is to have a worldwide fan base. Now, we may have lost the game, but there was no doubt the Raider fan was in the city limits. And I'll just be honest with you. The Titans fans are unbearably corny. Their stadium <laughs> chants are ripped right from the movie 300. Question. If Chandler Jones can't sack opposing quarterbacks, where in the hell is Malcolm Coons? Silver Linings. Respect to Dead Scroll Steve, the historian. Finally got a chance to meet him at Bowie's Rock, I mean, Rock Bar, Rock and Roll, Band Bar. Not my genre, don't know, I'm messing it up. <laughs> but I met historian Steve at Bowie's. It was awesome. Better than expected. And they tell you not to meet your heroes. Meeting this guy, he was a totally uplifting individual. All respect goes to him. I hope he has a song for the nation this evening. But it's back to the Death Star against Ebony Gray's vaunted donkeys ebony you got your toes all over the line baby girl go ahead and cross it get rid of all your blue and orange gear and fully commit to the Amen. nation let's go it's the last time i'm going to ask you tyrone work on it baby now <laughs> respect goes to the raider s for excuse me the raider s at for life our raider story podcast on youtube met those young ladies at bowie's too much respect to them frequent like, subscribe. Now, the hit list. Guard, Alex Bars. Guard, Jordan Meredith. Defensive back, J.R. Reed. Safety, Matthias Farley. Brett Favre, Herschel Walker, Jackson Mahomes, Roger Goodell, Daniel Snyder, Jim Rome, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, and Insurrectionists. Let's ride, fools. Roo. All right, there he is there in the Q-Dog Rainer. We call him the Cap. Great call. As, I mean, that's why he's the Capo, man. Yep. We always kicks off this segment. We appreciate you, Aaron. And, uh, you know, this Raider hang that we had this weekend isn't the same without Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, man. That was uh, amazing, as always. Uh, what would you think about Alex Bars being on the hit list there, Jeff? Well, you know, inside baseball. So we're standing in line getting hot dogs and beer, and we run into Alex Bars' dad. And his whole family. His whole family. His whole family was there, man. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, let me give you, let me give you my phone number. We'll we'll get you connected or whatever." So if he's on the hit list, maybe we'll call him and get him on Raiders Fan Radio, so he'll get cut. So he'll <laughs> because because <laughs> our track record is not good. If you've been a player interviewed on this show, you you've either not been brought back, uh, which actually will eventually got brought back by the Raiders, but you've either not been yeah, brought but then, back. But, but he was the first one in the fan cave, and so he got cut twice. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we had EJ Manuel. We've got, I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll save you the list. But, oh, no, Trent Sig. Trent Sig broke the curse. Oh. Shout out Trent Sig. Shout out 47. Wow. Okay. Much respect, the best long snapper in the league. Okay. He was on the show, and he's still on the team, and so he broke the curse. Well, we'll get the curse back with, Eric, with Alex Bars. <laughs> with Alex Bars. All right. Let's get to these rest of these calls. We've got 150 of them. Uh, let's kick it off with a guy we don't hear from a ton, but whenever we do, we always love to hear from him. Hey, before, before I'm so sorry. Before you no, before please. you jump into this, no, this is way uh, more important. Yeah. So so for, so Fabricator Gill had donated fifty dollars uh, oh, to the One Nation thank Foundation. Thank you, Fabricator Gill. Yeah, thank ab- you so much. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, hey, we got your autographed Devonte jersey too. Yeah, by the never, way, Gill. Yeah, you never. Yeah, you got you got a, you got a couple days to let us know, or else it's going to be hung in the fan cave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pyramid 1975 with a five dollar donation, and uh, and then Allison Tuckwab uh, says if Devonte Adams uh, don't want to be here, then it seems like uh, seems like he doesn't. I could be wrong, but the Packers can buy out Devonte Adams' contract and get him back and bring his family back to Green Bay to go play with Aaron Rodgers and retire as a Packer. Wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. Strong. Oh, interesting. Str- strong words there for sure, but even stronger, a fifty dollar donation oh, to the One gosh. Nation Foundation. Thank you so so much. That is Allison. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fabricator Gill and the IE. We appreciate you, brother, so very, very much. That's an incredibly kind donation. And Allison, what an incredibly, incredibly kind donation there. We appreciate you, and thank you very much. Uh, please, uh, Gil, I've got your address. But, hey. uh, but Allison, will you please send us show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Send us your, uh, your shirt sizes. Let's send you a couple of T-shirts, not just one. Let's send you a couple. Gil and I got you two already. I didn't send you your jersey yeah. anyways. I'll throw a shirt in there with you. But, uh, but Allison, that is incredibly, incredibly kind. Thank you so very, yeah. very much. And then, and then uh, Scott Gil Branson in Silver and Black today has also donated $20 to the One Nation Foundation oh, as well. Hey. Says you guys do so good. Thanks for all the work you do. It's all inspiring, right and we appreciate you. Oh, right on, Thank Scott. you very much, Thank Scott. you, brother. That's very, very kind. Thank you. So for those of you that don't know, um, we have a foundation. We call it the One Nation Foundation. It is our nonprofit that we started when we realized that we could raise money with this little show that we do and so 100% of the money that you give us we give to the foundation and this year or this next upcoming donation we're going to do is going to the Bolitnikovs and and which uh, their foundation fosters a place called Tracy's Place of Hope and the Bolitnikov Center of Hope um, named after uh, Fred Bolitnikov's daughter Tracy who was taken from us way too soon and uh, and what it does is it enables rehabilitation uh, for young women who are at risk of substance abuse and domestic violence it's a wonderful wonderful facility and um and that's one of many raider charities that we give to uh throughout the course of the year but here as we close in on this year that's who we're going to give it to and we looked to start off this year with an eight thousand dollar goal and i feel like we both feel like we're going to rocket past that we're not going to tell you how far because we're just going to announce it and and uh and celebrate raider nation when we finally do that uh here in December when we present that check to the Bolitnikov. So just know that, that these massive donations that you give us uh, in any donation, whether even if the, the, the dollar from the charger fan, yeah, uh, we appreciate that because that's going to go to our end of the year contribution to the Bolitnikov. So thank you very, very much for that. All right, let's jump into these calls. Uh, let's hear from our buddy. Last time we saw this guy, Jeff, he was having a little bit of a rough time out on Las Vegas Boulevard post our freaking. <laughs> Our watch party. Let's check in with Stacy Rough Raider. All right, this is Stacy Rough Raider. So let's just trade Derek Carr. Is that the statement? Is that the settlement? Settlement? Okay, fine. Let's say we trade him for a fourth, fifth round draft pick, whatever. 
that makes Devontae Adams automatically Randy Moss 2.0. Are Great you point. fucking kidding me? No, he came here because of Derek Carr. So, yeah, he has probably the lowest winning percentage of anybody that's ever played a fucking 100 games. Fine. Cool. He has how many comeback wins? It would have been a lot worse if he wasn't the quarterback. Trust me. We had a lot of – let's act like we had some years with some horrible, horrible quarterbacks playing. Are you kidding me? Derek Carr's not the problem. The team's the problem. And actually, this whole offense is kind of a problem. Maybe. Maybe that Derek Carr is a uh, quarterback, yes, sir, coach kind of quarterback. Tom Brady wasn't. Tom Brady saw that, hey, the play goes to the X. He goes to the X. Oh, X isn't open. He goes to Y. Derek Carr, X, throw the fucking ball to X. That's what he's going to do every fucking time. Yes, coach, here you go, coach. Well, maybe he's a little – yes, I'm trying to fight the whole thing off, but Jesus, we can't get rid of Derek fucking Carr. We just got to figure this fucking problem out. Act like you're a Raider fan, people. Seriously. Shit happens. Let's move on. Oh, my gosh. There wow. Is Stacey Ruffray. Okay, absolutely. I love – I don't know if I've ever heard a call that had two totally contradicting points of view in one call where he's telling he's defending Derek Carr implicitly and then he just just obliterates <laughs> him in the second half of the call. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my gosh. All right. right on. Uh, Respect to Jameson as well for making that call possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We appreciate you, Stacey Rough Raider. And you know what? Hey. One Stacy Rough Raider call is never enough. Sorry, kids. That last message from you was brought to you by not Jameson anymore. No. Angel's Envy. Because Jameson just puts you in a detox. Angel's Envy costs you a little bit more. Drink smarter, <laughs> not harder. The Raiders. Drink smarter, not harder. Wow. Does he work for Angel's Envy? <laughs> Yeah. He's a brand One rep. way or the other. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Drink smarter, not harder. It might be my favorite thing oh ever, dude. That's gosh. hilarious. All right. <laughs> All right. Next up, let's check. Oh, by the way, if Stacey R- uh, Rough Raider there doesn't set the tone for the rest of this show, I don't know what will because I had all the work to do uh, bleeping out all your guys' stuff. And we say shit. We say a few other things. But, like, when you're dropping GDs and F-bombs and all that kind of stuff, we're going to cut that stuff out. And so, yeah, I was busy on the freaking buttons this week. So funny. Hey, Raider Nation. Well, this is Storm. Uh, just coming right after that Raiders-Titans game. And i got to say, well, of course, season's over. Uh, season's over. And so I think now is a great time to start uh, writing scripts, start really going back, watching film of 1963 to about, what, 1985? That's all uh, That's all we ever really need to watch anymore for the Raiders. This is in the past. It's present is abysmal. This future is grim. So, you know, let's just take it all back. Why watch the rest of the season? It's over. 0-3. It's over. We'll be lucky going 1-4 and four into the bye. And you know what? It's not Derek Carr's fault today, but say whatever you want about, like, you know, the Derek Carr era. You know, he, he failed him. You know, he didn't get the chance he deserved. He sucked. Whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter because it's all just going to be about the perception of what happens. But what happens is failure. We're not making the playoffs at 0-3. And if that's the case, why keep Derek Carr? And that's not me trying to, like, trash him. You know, he's still a fine quarterback, but nine years, one playoff appearance, who cares, right? 
maybe we say he failed him, but he sucks. It doesn't matter. That's all perception. That's all candy coating. The end result is no playoffs, and that's what we're going on for right now. What a great letdown for the nation, by the way, too. All this hype, all these expectations, and they suck. They, they make it interesting at the end. I'll give them that. But 0-3 is 0-3. It is what it is. It's a hurdle almost insurmountable. You know, go Raider Nation at this point. You know, the Ravens are disgusting. Let's just take it back to 1963 through 1985. I hope they polish up those three Lombardi trophies because that's all we only will. That's the only at least that it feels like we'll ever see again, you know? You know, go Raiders, I guess. <laughs> Much respect. Lencho in the chat says right after the game are the best calls. Absolutely. That's where you hear the, 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 I'm the sure passion. Most of these are. And most of these are, absolutely. So these, these are great. So appreciate you, Storm. I know Storm is in the chat there as well. All right. Uh, uh, let's check in next with a new caller to the show. This is Lucid Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Lucid Raider. Calling out of California, man, Northern California. Uh, first time caller. I've been a longtime listener as well. Man, this is some, this is some bullshit. Man, we, we, I want to say straight out, I'm just going to out the gate, man. I feel like I've been saying this for a year now. This is the curse of Vegas because, I mean, look at everything that has happened since we moved to Vegas. It's just been just a catastrophe of stuff. But time we get rid of uh, Josh McDoofus, time we get rid of uh, the lemon car that we got. That guy's just been a lemon for us. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all this shit. I'm just tired of it, man, that the interception uh, to uh, Waller there when number 45, our fullback, was wide open. I don't understand it. There's no sense of urgency in this team. It's just it's just all bad, man. It's just, our season's over. Another losing season. I'm an A's fan as well. Another losing season. Gosh. I'm a Sharks fan. Another losing season. The shit just gets worse and worse and worse. Anyways, man, there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> but next year. Anyway, thanks for the show, man. You're doing a fabulous job. And I'm out, man. Peace. All right, there is Lucid Raider. What a great first call, man. I love it. Call a couple more times, man. You become a made man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Call us back, Lucid Raider, man. That was an awesome, awesome job. All right, next up, let's check in with our buddy William, uh, probably Chico represent here up there in the 530, and see what he's got to say. Hey, what's up, guys? You know, today was tough. This is William from 530. I'm out here representing still. We all are going to keep representing as much as we say we're done. And all this stuff, we all need to take a deep breath, woosaw a little bit. And like Murph said, we should feel relieved, relieved of expectations. We, I I don't know what to say, man. Uh, this team is just, I didn't see the heart. I didn't see the fire. I didn't see that team that we saw last year. I saw some guys out there that are great players, but I didn't see a cohesive team. I didn't see guys out there willing to grit it out and put their last drop of blood into getting that point. I saw guys out there just playing football. But like I said, let go of the expectations. We know what the season is at this point. We know what this team is at this point. I hear it's a good QB draft coming up. I know nobody wants to hear that or jump into that subject, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, I'll be putting the casket wearing my silver and black all day. 
all we got is each other, and we need to pick each other up, dust each other off, and let's get rolling to the next week. No matter how much you say you're done or I'm done or I'm finished with this team, no, you're not. Come Quit on. Lying. Yep. Come on. You'll be back next week hoping for that win, thinking maybe we can hit that streak, get into the playoffs. But at this point, let's all just enjoy watching our team play, having some beers, spending time with our nation family like we should. Pick yourself up, Raider Nation. This is William from NorCal saying keep your head up. We'll be back. Raiders! Let's go. Let's go, William. Fantastic call. That was awesome, man. We appreciate you so very, very much. And uh, great job there. And, wow, they say you don't make it unless you get haters or porn bots in your chat. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ron the Materator working overtime in there. Uh, <laughs> so he says, how can an 0-3 team have trolls? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what the heck, man? My gosh, man. So we appreciate you, Ron the Materator, definitely clocking in here at the end of the show. All right, let's, let's, uh, this is going to be a fun one. Next up, let's check in with, uh, with Alex from Dallas. My name is Alex. Apparently, I'm not a made woman yet. Not yet. Not yet. But I got to work <laughs> at the tailgate. Sir, I got to have to call three times. I'm new to this show. This is Michelle. Hey, it's Michelle. I'm trying to get another woman made here. Come on now. Michelle's all done up. She has, like, glitter on her eyelashes. We got, we got Ebony. We're tail bad, but we're not done. We are here in Nashville, Tennessee, representing. Yeah, I'm from Dallas, so in the house. My name is Alex from Dallas. Texas. You said that three times. His name's Adrian. Three times, three times, three times. He's from East Los. Thank you, Alex from Dallas. Alex from Dallas, live from the the, the post game tailgate. Where was she from? Uh, Dallas, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, um, hey, did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Was that right? Yeah, only because they said it 850 times going into that Super Bowl. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah. Oh, my gosh, these freaking these people in the chat. Not these people, but the bots or whatever. Going crazy over there. Anyways, Alex from Dallas. Appreciate you very, very much. And, and shout out, Alex, and much respect to you and your guy, Adrian. Super, super cool. Hung out with us for a little bit there uh, after the game was over. All right, next up, we're going to check in with our uh, – Almost newly made woman swag, Jeff. Oh, if she no calls way. one more time, she's going to be the new made woman here. And let's check in with our good friend. I don't think she's in the chat room tonight, but look forward to hearing from her uh, once again so she can get made. Let's hear from PSP Raiderette. I am disbarred. I am so despondent. I am so crushed. This is a f-ing horrible way to begin the season. We are supposed to be the kings this season. 
We're supposed to be the ones that are bringing it shit. We're supposed to be the ones that's bringing the AMC to their knees because everybody is doubting us. And you know what? We are actually <sighs> confirming what they say, that Raiders are at the bottom of the barrel. This is some motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> I am not happy with this. This is not this is not making the Raider. Uh, I'm, I'm not happy. Raider, TSC, Raiderette, I don't even feel comfortable wearing my jersey at work because they're, they're just making me so fucking embarrassed. No, this wear that jersey. Bullshit. Be proud. How the fuck you let these fools get uh, down? Do you make you let them get a fucking touchdown every single? <sighs> you know what? Regardless, I am a Raiderette. I am going to be Raider when lose a tie. So, for those out there that are jumping to hip, I'm sure they are. I know they are because I feel like it. But you know what? I'm not jumping shit because you know what? We're coming the f*** back. We have too many weapons that we are not going to come back. Preach. We are going to dominate this season. And I already told this just because I have faith in our boys and because I can't stop believing i can't stop believing i want to become one of the raider vets that just believe in this shit i want everybody to follow behind me i want to be the one that realized that you know what we did not fall we did not lose faith and you know and that's what i'm doing so i'm hoping and praying you know what our um, Raider Nation spirit is strong. Oh, my, our Raider Nation spirit is strong. Come on. Just because our team isn't strong doesn't mean our Raider Nation spirit is not strong. Oh, my gosh. I see it every day. I have people approach me every day. I wear I wear a um, COVID mask every day. Not because I'm afraid of COVID, just because I want people to know I am supporting Raider Nation. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, PSP Raider Rat. Oh, I hate she got Google Voice. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna call. Uh, so here's the, the rules around here. Sure. If you, you only got three minutes on your call. And if you run up against it to that three minutes, then automatically Google Voice gets you and your call doesn't count towards your call count total. But she's been so awesome, man. She's in our chat all the time. Let's give her some grace. I, I'm 100% with you. Let's that give her some counts. grace. That call counts. So one more time, PSP Raiderette, call us back, and you will be the newest made woman here at Raiders Fan Radio. All right, next up, let's check in with our buddy, Josh in the 703. Hey, fam, it's Josh. I'm calling this time uh, first to apologize. This one might be a lengthy one if Google Voice claims me. I'll call back, finish it off. Uh, also want to give respect to Murph. Uh, I know that podcast selfie, I know the uh, voicemail I left wasn't the uh, most perfect. <laughs> yeah, I had to edit that thing up. And uh, good job on the editing there, boss. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, overall, it's weird. I'm actually not as angry as I, at this loss as I was about with the Cardinals. You know, we... We were on top with the Cardinals, kind of just, like you said, let's put off gas, and, and we lost that one. To me, that one hurt more because we had it. 
This one, not not as much. Also, I look at the rest of the division. The division's not even looking that great either. So, it could be worse. You know, it's just 0-3. You know, still a whole lot of football left to play. Um, the blame game. I'm not going to sit here and play the blame game. Some people can say, well, you know, the defense got to stop when the offense got to put up points. And I, you know, then someone could come back and say, well, the offense is putting up points. The defense got to stop them. You know, it's, it's a bunch of finger pointing. The team lost. That's all it is. It's all that matters. The team lost. You know, we've seen it where, you know, especially the past couple of years, people want the offense to put up, you know, 45 points because the defense is letting them score 42. You know, both sides got to play well. Not one side wins the game. It's a team game. They both got to show up, do their job, you know. If one side is suffering a little bit, hey, the other side got to pick it up. Uh, Coach, heard that they called him in for a meeting, probably got his ass chewed, you know, but he's got to deliver. I mean, he's the one that helped really put this team together. They didn't want Rich Versace, so – they came in, they made a change, and, you know, he's got to step it up. He's got to deliver. He made promises and stuff. A lot of people are doubting him, doubting the choice the Raiders made him and picking him up, you know. So he's got to get it out there. He's got to get these guys together. I also want to talk on Waller. Ah, this one hurts because it's one, obviously, the drop pass that wants all the pass deflection and – Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, you know. Maybe y'all y'all know better than me, but it seems Waller. I didn't really see a lot of effort from him this game. He had that one catch that was great, but then that bomb that Carr threw. It, Google Voice. Oh no! <laughs> well, he said at the top of his call and he was going to fight Google Voice on that one. Bitch ass Google Voice. Interrupting my <laughs> therapy. Anyways, what I was saying, Waller, the lot he's just so like a little lack of effort to me and then that bomb by cards to me, I think he could he should have caught that and that should have been a touchdown right there. Um leadership on the team, you know, I think for one, I'm I'm just gonna kinda kinda combine this. After last year I have no question about Derek Carr's leadership. After everything we went through it's been reported out multiple times. Carr got the guys together. Carr held them through it all. To me, after last year, his leadership is not in question. What the other guys do, you know, the other captains on the team, you know, I think the thing is that everyone has a certain type of leadership that you're looking at. There's multiple – there's different types of leadership. If you're looking for the raw, raw guy, that's not going to be Carr. You know, and if that's what you expect, that's kind of selfish on your part and it's like me. I I don't need him being raw, Rob. I'd like to see him get up, walking around, talking to the guys and stuff like that. You know, and that's selfish on my part because that's my leadership. But not everyone's leadership's the same. I think last year he proved that he's the leader. Of the, he's the captain of the team. There's no question about that. Um, I know that uh, you know people are asking about his command of the offense and stuff. I don't know if he's getting free will from the line of scrimmage. I'm not sure. But just because let's say Cardinals the playbook. Just because Carr knows the playbook, there's still 53 other, 52 other guys that have to learn the playbook and know they're, where they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to be doing. 
You know, so that's not all on Carr. He made some bad mistakes. Some of the throws just there questionable. I don't blame the interception on him. But there's also 52 other guys besides him that got to go out and play and know what they're supposed to do. Um, for a lot of people that are upset about the post-game pressers, you know, all chefs, she whiz, blame it on me. Well, that's what a leader does. I was taught as a leader, you accept all the blame and none of the success. My guys do great. It was all on them. If they f*** up, well, hey, that's on me. So that's just me. Uh, real quick, uh, this goes out to the analysts. Not a fan show. This is a fan show. But I'm talking about people that claim to be analysts. Fucking flip-flopping and all this other shit. One week, Derek Carr's top ten. This defense is top, you know, ten. And then next week, oh, Derek Carr sucks. The whole team sucks. Blah, 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 blah. F*** you. And obviously I'm running out of time, so fuck Denver Broncos and fuck Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in oh my gosh, great job, Josh, in the 703. All right, next up, let's check in with a uh, good friend of the show. Got a chance to meet him in person yeah. when he came out to the... Uh, uh, to the Music City Raider Nation party there at Bowie's downtown Nashville. And let's check in with our good buddy, John Ogle. Hey, RFR, first-time caller, long-time frustrated Raider fan here. I'd like to give my thoughts on this weekend. Let's start off with the bad. Why can we not play an entire game of defense? Last week it was half, half game in the end, this time half game in the beginning. What the hell is going on with our coaching? Where's Chandler Jones? How does he do so little that Cleveland Farrell doesn't even look bad? <laughs> Why was Henry in the middle of the field constantly open? We did great stopping him on the run on the handoff, but we couldn't figure out how to stop the short passes four or five yards. He took to the first down marker every single time. I blame that completely on the defense, <clears throat> defensive coordinator. Uh, three easy touchdown catches that we should have had. If it hits your fingertips, I'm sorry, you're making too much money. Catch the damn ball. You would have thought they'd have it figured out by now. Maybe it's Waller. Is Waller a problem? He recently started seeing Kelsey Plum. We know he's got a drug addiction. Some people say sex is a drug. Maybe celibacy is the answer for him. Maybe that would solve his problem. <laughs> I don't know. It's my thought. Uh, Devontae paying him a lot of money. Why are we not making him the first look? And then six running backs on a team. Yet both weeks, two in a row, we abandon the run in favor of just going to passing. We don't throw anything to Josh Jacobs or hell get – Amir Abdullah back in there to get the short yardage. Good. All right. I thought it was going to be a slaughter. I was depressed, but towards the end, they brought it back in. They made it interesting. At least it made us worth our while to go see the game. Matt Collins. Looks like we do have, indeed, a number one receiver. If they're going to come to Devontae, throw it to Mac all day long. Another good thing. Made the trip out to Nashville. First time in the area. <clears throat> Went to Dominico's. Amazing sandwich. But the best thing of all this entire weekend was the meetup with RFR. It was fun meeting you guys. Good to put faces to voices, names. Had a lot of fun. Really enjoyed myself. Family did too. Nice talking to you guys. We'll see you again. John Ogle. Hey, John Ogle, man. Much respect, dude. Dude, you know what? I talked to him a ton at Bowie's. He's such a good guy. Nice dude, man. Yeah, Super absolutely. nice dude. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I love about that call too, Jeff? is that he referenced about how uh, he went to Domenico's, but he wasn't there when, when we were all there. Yeah. We heard from so many people that were like, yeah, we were in town, and we looked up Domenico's, and we went to Domenico's. Yep. And like even John said, I'm like, did you see Murph back there? He's like, yeah, but he's busy, so I don't want to say nothing. I'm like, 
No, holler at him. Yeah. I'm like, you would love to hear from the yeah. Raider fans. And how many in. people did we hear that we, they said, ah, oh, Vanooch made the sandwich? Yeah, my son oh, Vinny. Yeah, 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 Vinny. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really, really cool there. So much respect, John Ogleman, and I uh, look forward to seeing you at the next event, my friend. All right, uh, let's go up to one of, uh, you know, I'm selling the lead here. One of, I, mean, I don't have favorites. You're all my favorites. It's like a Sophie's Choice around here. You're all, you're all the best. Um, but I do always enjoy when this guy calls the show, and he's our buddy, uh, Rev Raider up there in Jersey. Although, also, Allison, did she drop another $50 donation in uh, there? She dropped, a, she dropped another five in there. Oh, okay. All right, because yep. I got that $50 and she, donation. And she's, a, and she's a Packer fan. Oh, oh, that's why she wants Devontae to, to, to leave out and go back. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But still, yeah. hey, I appreciate those donations, hey, and whenever Allison. you post about the whenever you post about the Packers, you have to do a super chat with it. So she, she, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you do that every time. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I appreciate you, Allison. And oh, anyway, so let's go check in with our buddy up there in New Jersey. He is Rev Raider. What's going on, Murph? Uncle Mosh, young swaggo. Rev Raider calling from Jersey. Man, this team, boy, I tell you, they need to act like me and my boys back in the day in high school. We was riding around in a Honda looking for some fine big booty chicks. <laughs> we all in one accord on the mission. You know what I'm saying? The double entendre to the, the rap game, people who don't know. But yeah, man, we got to be on the same page because it seems, at, at sometimes it seems we're killing ourselves death by a thousand cuts you know what i'm saying uh you got drive killing penalties drop balls missing open opportunities not running the ball when it's advantageous to the team you know we got to do that playing all four quarters you know can't make business decisions when it comes to tackling derrick henry you got to go up and light that dude up man can't be a punk, you know what I'm saying? But these are the things that we need to do, man. And honestly, it's just simple things. We don't suck like everybody keeps saying. I'm hearing from the fan base. We don't suck. We're right there. It's just the little things that need to be cleaned up, you know. And if we clean that up, I can almost guarantee we're going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? How many missed touchdowns did we have, you know? How many missed red zone opportunities did we have, you know, because of dumb stuff? We just got to be there, you know. And once that happens, man, we'll be able to take that brick from behind the, the, ga- the gas pedal and put it in front of it. And then we can let that motherfucker go. Come on. And that's go. what I want. That's what we need as a team. And the fan base, we got to stop being so toxic, man. We even, like, you know. Love your team. You know, we can complain and stuff like that, but stop being so negative. I'm sitting here trying to listen to the game. So I was listening to Andy's um show on YouTube and stuff riding around, and the comments he was reading was just so negative, negative. I had to turn on the broadcast from Tennessee and listen to that. And they were far more complimentary and in fear of what our team has to offer for being great. We just got to show it. We just got to prove it. We got to do it. On to Denver, let's go handle it, you know. Let's go ride some donkey ass, man. No, homo. But, like, for real, man, we just got to do it. Make it happen. Shit will get off the pot. That's where I'm at with it. Hey. 
All right, Dave Ron Raider. Holy cow. Wow. Ron the Raider says, big bottom, big bottom. Talk about bum cakes. My girl's got them. Shout out Spinal Tap. Oh, oh man. That was funny, Rev Raider. That was a great call. All right, next up, let's check in with our buddy. Okay, so <laughs> sometimes our show has been referred to as a dog whistle. Sure. If you hear it, you hear it. If you don't, it doesn't connect. And every once in a while, we feature some humor around here that's really a dog whistle. And this is <laughs> this is coming from our buddy, Kill Jadis. He's up there in Alaska. He's the northernmost Raider fan. And uh, this is fantastic. I thought this was really funny. Um, so, so give it a minute and check in as he describes watching the Raiders in the wild. Welcome back to the Sanctuary of Egypt Animals. Today, we check up on a group where idiocy rules with an iron fist. Here we see the Las Vegas Raiders in their habitat. Due to the poor judgment and leadership of their pack, they are starving themselves. The recent hunts have all been for naught. There in the meadows we see the defensive line. The mighty Max Crosby, the alpha male of the group, has only come away with a few sacks. It is not enough to satisfy the bellies of the defense. Nearby we see the wily defensive backs that are maimed in the last unsuccessful hunt, but have come away with an interception. However, it will not be enough for only a week, because there is a great need for more. The coordinator seems to be lazing about and not willing to step up the aggressiveness for the group. This demoralizes defense, who only want to devour players, get turnovers, and claim three and outs. However, there's an absence within the group. Our team has been searching for weeks for Chandler Jones, but he has completely went missing. We can only hope that he will return and help them on the next hunt. Over by the waterhole, we see the offensive line. They are among the most complacent as they have been lazy in their efforts. Many other teams have stolen from the pack's quarry. Very soon, there could be banishment from the pack, but the offensive line seems to pay no heed as they lay in the sun doing the most minimum of tasks that require the least amount of effort. In the shade lies a starving running back core. Neglected by the leaders of the pack, they wince as starvation makes them weaker. They seek to have more rushing yards, but the leaders forbid them. All the while they look at the fat wide receiver core, stuffing their bellies full with yards and touchdowns. They eat and pay the running backs no mind. One of the running backs, Josh Jacobs, approaches the wide receivers to eat the quarry. This alarms the leader of the pack, Josh McDaniels. He cuts him off and intimidates Jacobs back to his group. Following close behind is Derek Carr, the quarterback and alpha of the offense. He follows McDaniels wherever he goes and follows every order. Due to the neglect, the Raiders are starving for their first win. Well within a hard season, it is questionable if the Raiders will survive. Such is the sight of this group of bums in the sanctuary of Egypt animals. Would you guys stop this? Honestly, it's only week three. And you know what? They're going to be fine. They're going to turn around. So now shut up and just bring on the Broncos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's killed Janus. Oh my gosh. Oh, bro. He was doing that voice so long he almost couldn't get the Macho Man out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so funny. Oh. 
Sonny says it's like hours of work into this call. No You're kidding. kidding. And Ron the Mater says Sir killed Janus Attenborough. Oh my gosh, dude, that was so funny. Oh, great job, Kill Janus, man. We love you, man. And keep those damn things coming. That was epic, dude. <laughs> All right, that's like we're 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 footnoting that one for a fa- for Fanny material there, man. That was amazing. Chat room is loving it too. Uh, keep them coming. All right, we've got a few more to get to. A few more, meaning like six before we get out of here for the night. So let's check in next with our buddy Mojo in San Diego. What's up, fellas? This is uh, Mojo here in San Diego, proud made man. Um, you know, I said I wasn't going to call in this week. I didn't want to add to the negativity, but, you know, I'm sitting here in the parking lot of the Applebee's. I got myself a belly full of riblets and Coors Light. And <laughs> Hell I, yeah. You know, I felt compelled to give you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, Mojo's my spirit out. animal. And, uh, you know, I, I got to admit, you know, Sundays and, and even Mondays, your boy here, man, I get a little emotional when it comes to, to the Raiders' losses, right? I do, man. I mean, it really starts weighing on me. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's so many people out there listening to this uh, that can commiserate with me. You guys feel the exact same way. You know, we get a little emotional on Sundays, get a little emotional, you know, and you got to come down off that, you know, high rush of emotions on Monday, but here it is Tuesday, like I said, belly full of riblets and Coors Light. And man, I just can't get over it, man. Ten years of the DC experience, I'm 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 gonna say it I'm ready to uh try something else out. And then I don't care if Josh McDaniels wins the next five games in a row, man, the dude's an ass clown. Born loser. Um it just is what it is, boys. We deserve better. Raider Nation for life. Just win, baby. Oh, my gosh. There's our good buddy Mojo out there. We missed you this weekend, Mojo. Dude, I know you've heard us say that 100 times, but we missed you and, and, and Miss Libby and, and glad to know that she's on the mend and, and can't wait to see you all, hopefully in December, uh, out there in Vegas. But, yeah, great stuff there from Mojo. But, yeah, a belly full of riblets and Coors Light swag. Oh, that's perfect. That's, that's, that's our language right there. All right, next up, let's see. Okay. This is like this, dude. This is a freaking murderer's row of callers around here. No we have kidding. all of our best callers, and they're and everyone is bringing it. This is amazing tonight. Um, so this guy, you, you hear him uh, on the show frequently during the football season. You know him, you love him. Uh, I'll just tell you this: if you if you've got candles, light them. If you've got aromatherapy, spark it up. If you've got lights, turn them off. Let's go ahead and bring it down, and let's appreciate not only the passion it takes, but the dulcet tones of Raider Born Rico. Hey guys, Rudy Bonrico here. So the main reason why we are facing over and over, year after year, this upsetting situation, and I told you before, it is because we don't have an identity. Till we ain't going to find it, we will never get anywhere. No matter the big names you had or the best coaches you had. See... We used to be badasses of football. We cheat, we play hard, we fight hard, we smack you down, and we win. Other teams were scared to facing us. That what the logo and shield we wear in it is all about. So you have to be able to replicate this identity, or you can change that logo and the colors to put some rainbows and unicorns if you're not able to do that. All right? Now, at the same time, it is impossible to do it, to replicate that kind of football because the game changed completely over the decades. 
can't hit the guy, you got to hug and kiss the quarterback, or you get 15 yards penalty. It's not the the, the football I, I used to like. But hey, it is what it is. Past doesn't matter. Future never come. Let's face the present. So that's what it is now. So if you can't replicate that because of the circumstances, you got to adapt to the current game, bringing the attitude that used to fit you and that fits you now. For example, what makes us great every time we were competitive was the outstanding defense. And I can see true Raider-style players in our defense, like Matt Crosby. Nate Hobb is going in that direction too. Max is fundamental for get back to the franchise we used to be, and we can't afford to lose him. So we got to get surrounded by these kind of players. Now, one of the biggest changes the game faced during the decades is the role of the quarterback. That changed so much. Now, the quarterback doesn't just have a strong arm, but legs too. The ability to escape, to improvise. Escape from a stuck situation. You want a legendary West Coast Raider offense into today's age? Well, you must have a mobile quarterback. Or you can kiss your ass goodbye. And we don't have one. We don't have a mobile quarterback. And I'd rather lose the quarterback than change again coaching staff. And I'm and not, not willing to lose proper Raiders players like Max Crosby over the sea. You get the message? Not in a fucking lifetime. And DC, wake the fuck up, man. You still got time to go to the Super Bowl this year or you out with a kick in your ass. So with all that said, cheers to all of you, nation. We still are the best fans ever. I love you all, and I'm out. Oh, my gosh. Holy So cow. good, Rico. So good. And hey, for, the, for Rico, when you hear us giggling in the background, we're not giggling at you. We're giggling at the damn chat. Yeah. Like, I swear, the chat room, There's is there any better uh, audience for a caller than during Rico's calls? Oh, my gosh. It's, the, ch- the chat is just insanity whenever. It, uh, and, it, and it's getting better and better and better. Absolutely. So we appreciate you. And and I always say this too, like, like, you know, Rico, he, he's got that, 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 those dulcet tones and that, and that, that suave uh, presence and all that, but his takes are freaking passionate money, yeah. and on fire. That dude is, is such a legit Raider fan. And uh, of course, Italian born Raider Rico, Raider born Raider Rico. And, uh, and he's living in, out there in the Canary Islands and we appreciate him so very, very much. All right. So uh, I think Tyler Raider in the chat room said, this is like a stacked fight card. Uh, for the callers, I'm telling you, and it's only going to keep getting better. We've got four more to get to before we get out of here for the night. So we made an, an, for whatever, I don't even remember the context, but for whatever reason, Andy Rooney got referenced on last week's show. Do you even know who Andy Rooney is, Swag Jeff? Yeah. Who is he? I mean, I know who he is. Yeah. He's he's got big eyebrows. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh All right, well, Andy Rooney, apparently. He's a uh, comedian, right? No, no, he's a journalist. Oh, a journalist. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so he, but he's been long past and was as and as a like a, like a like a really really like prominent like reporter. Okay? okay, all right. So, anyways, well, he returned from the grave just to call Raiders fan radio. And now, Andy Rooney has a few thoughts on NFL jersey etiquette. 
a lot of people aren't wearing the jerseys of their local NFL teams these days. But NFL apparel has become a $3 billion annual business, and certainly included in that is the sale of licensed team jerseys. One of the most popular is the New England Patriot Tom Brady jersey. Now, I don't know many people outside of New England who are true Tom fans, but it's easy to wear a jersey of a guy who has won so many championships. We can all dream, right? Dallas sells its jerseys and still touts itself as America's team. Well, I would just like to point out that America, as we know it, has been in trouble for years. The Bills fans proclaim that they are part of the Bills Mafia. Does that mean that if you're a fan and you don't wear the team jersey that you'll end up at the base of Niagara Falls chained to a concrete slab? The Buccaneers changed their team colors so they wouldn't look like someone pulled them out of a creamsicle box. And what's with the neon green jerseys of the Seattle Seahawks? It makes my eyes hurt just to look at them. Every year, teams come out with different colored jerseys, all in an effort to get the fans to buy more merchandise. But if you follow certain players, you'll probably end up needing to buy two or three more jerseys anyway. But what do you do with the old ones? Well, I can tell you, there are a lot of Philip Rivers and Christian Okoye jerseys walking around. Okay, maybe not a lot. But I can guarantee that they are worn by people who either aren't fans of the team or don't even know who these guys are, or were anyway. And what about people who show up at stadiums wearing the jersey of a team that isn't even playing? Usually, it's either Pittsburgh Steeler Wanderers or an occasional pop-up of a Los Angeles Chargers or L.A. Rams jersey. Funny that you see those particular jerseys everywhere except in L.A. Now, when you invest in a jersey, the darker the better. If you buy a white one, you're at the mercy of your own clumsiness as well as of those around you. But I gotta tell you, Investing in a classic white Raiders jersey with silver numbers is always a good thing. Come on. NFL jerseys come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Some are cheap knockoffs, and some are exquisitely crafted. The Raiders have never really changed their uniforms over these many years. They've never really needed to. The next time you go out, see how many NFL jerseys you spot. See how many are the same, and compare them to what team won the Super Bowl over the past three years. If you see a Kansas City jersey, just know you're probably not looking at a true fan, only a bandwagoner. If you see a Broncos jersey, feel free to point and laugh, but it should probably make you feel sorry deep inside. And if you see a Chargers jersey, take a picture of it, because it's a rarity. The photo may be worth something someday, but not the jersey. Oh, my gosh. There is oh Andy, the legendary gosh. Andy Rooney. Wow. Thank you for the call. So for those of you that are uh, of, of uh, a particular season in life, Andy used to always close out 60 Minutes. Sure. So there was the 60 Minutes, which and I always remember because it was like when Pat Summerall was calling the CBS games, he, he would say, if you're on the West Coast, it'd be 60 Minutes coming up. So anyways, uh, so appreciate Andy Rooney calling yeah, was the Was that ship. Sergeant Joe Rooney? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> One and the same. Yes, oh, okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, next up, let's check in with our good friend, Houston Raiders Steve. Got to meet Houston Raiders Steve this week. We were, Yes. He might have been the one. Look, and we know all of you we love. But, like, that was one of those guys. He's been part of this show. I was telling him when we met him. Him and Aaron were and Ron 
like, and and if I'm leaving anybody out, shame on me. But like, you talk about the OGs of the OGs yeah. that were around this show when Sonny and I started it back at the end of 2016. Like, Houston Raider Steve was on with us super early and never met him. So it was really, really cool to finally meet him. Yeah, and so like, I was almost starstruck when I met him. Right? You know what I mean? And like, the nicest, sweetest man you've ever like, met in your life. It was a privilege and an honor to buy that guy yeah. a couple rounds of beer. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's check in with our good friend. We call him the Houstorian. He is down there in Houston, and he is Houston Raiders Steve. Murph, Marsh, White Jeff, Nation. Come and listen to my story of a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his hand in his head. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is, black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The came folks said, Jed, move away from there. That California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly Hills, Hills that, that is. Swimming pools, movie stars. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Jed and all his fans. I would like to thank you folks for kindly talking in. You're all invited back next week to this locality to have a heap and helping of the hospitality. Hillbilly, that is. Citizville, take your shoes off. Y'all come back now, you hear? Hey, I just wanted to say it was great meeting you all in Nashville. That's the real reason why we're Raider fans. And it's great to see everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's the Raiders, Steve. Holy cow. Oh, I love the chat room. It's like, this is the definition of commitment. Like, No kidding. Just, he just sang the Beverly Hillbilly Steve song. It's, it's his favorite song nice or something. You. Hey, yeah, good to see you. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Oh, right man. on. He's the best. Houston Raiders, Steve. All right, we got two more to get to. Uh, so this is one of the guys that sat in and and – if I, okay, let me let me shout these folks out. So when we were here in the fan cave party, Jeff and I stood back, Mosh stood back, and we and and we had y'all do Raiders fan radio. So it was Michelle Sweat, of course, kind of ran it, and it was of course, and then Capo, yes, and then uh, Ebony and Tyrone Graves, yes. There was Jimmy Zebach, right? Uh, Michelle's husband Lamont sat in for a minute, yes. Not like I said, not counting you, me or Mosh, and then there's one guy left, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's Raider Ramon, and we appreciate Raider Ramon calling in the show this week. It's the meme king if you need him. What's going on, Raider Nation? This is Ramon. Well, after that game, I wanted to start off with some positivity because I know not many people are going to have any after this. But I'm absolutely positive. Whatever hard spark this team had this year or last year was gone. This team's spirit is broken like Masha's chair. Swag called it from mid-game, how there was no fire on that sideline. You could see it on the field. Let me pause this real quick. If you're looking at the wide shot there on the, on the, on the, uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, wait, here we go. Let me go to Jeff's camera there. Uh, yeah, the, there it is. Mosh chair officially got broken during no one, the fan. No one can get beat for sitting in that anymore because Ramon sat in it for the last time. The very, very last time, though. Yeah, so we broke. So there you go, the wide shot there. There's no chair over there behind Uncle Mosh's desk nope. because that thing, RIP Taylor Lewan and RIP Mosh's chair. They're playing like they went undefeated in preseason, and that's all that mattered. This game, although, was not on D.C. Even if there's a bunch of reads that he could have made, probably have a different outcome. They came out flat and went home flat, and will probably come out flat again in Denver. The real positivity of this call is in the trip itself. It was great to see everybody. Tida, ta-da, Tyrone, Ebony, Michelle, Erie Raider, always great to see Capo, Mosh, QB Jeff, 
Murph, and the great Swagnificent. You guys ever have a chance to get out to Murfsboro? Not Murfreesboro, Murfsboro. Murfsboro. And go to the fan cave. Go. Domenico's was as advertised, was fire, and it was great. A great trip minus the bullshit that the team put out on the field. With 0-3 behind us and 0-4 looming in front of us, it's on a Broncos week. And I'm positive, absolutely positive, that if we don't get that spark back, we will find a way to f*** this up also. Raider Nation, let's f***ing go. Let's go, Ramon. Nice job. That's my dude, man. Nice job. Uh, so the chat room is asking a lot about uh, Mosh's chair. First, I appreciate you, Ramon, for calling in. Appreciate you this weekend and your lovely wife Holly, who we got a chance to meet. Yeah. That was great. Uh, but uh, so so Paul and a lot of other folks are like, "What if Mosh is going to be pissed?" Does Mosh know? We've got a great picture if you if you check in on our socials. There's a picture of Mosh with his hands around Ramon's throat. It's freaking hilarious. And you know, Mosh took it in stride and cracked up, and so. Uh, it's just a big shtick, and but we had a great time with it. So a lot, a lot of fun. All right, yes. one more. And much respect to this guy because earlier he was freaking. I mean, the MV, you the yeah. real MVP, the Ron the moderator, uh, taking care of all these bots and goofiness that we had going on in the chat earlier. So we call him the moderator because he is he is the not only a made man, not only an old school guy, uh, but he is the one that's the moderator of our chat, and we appreciate him very very much, and look forward to meeting him soon one day uh, in person. And let's uh, check in with our good friend Ron the moderator. Hey guys, what's up? It's Ron. I'm um, sure I'm going to be, uh, you know, throw me on the sad sack pile this week. But um, I think hey, join the, a club. The, the main fear I have is that we hired uh, Norv McDaniels. <laughs> and, uh, man, I hope that's not the case. I think it's very evident from watching the last few weeks that no one is comfortable. Carr's not comfortable yet in this offense. McDaniels isn't comfortable calling a game. Um and, and I don't know why, but everybody feels really tight and, you know, kind of just going through the motions at this point. This is what the offense should be. This is what the play should be. Um, and, you know, I, that has to go back on McDaniels. Um, and 1A, you know, him and Carr, 1 and 1A, that goes on them. So, you know, Carr's complaining about practice habits. He's got to step up with McDaniels and the other leaders on that team. You have a C on your chest. You should be doing something about it. Let's you know, go. If you're going to complain about practice habits, do something about it. Um, but I think McDaniels is just, you know, abandons the run way too early. It's working. Slow developing trick plays with a suspect offensive line. Just It's like he has it on paper. This would be a good play but not really taking into account the people on the field. Um, and, I, you know, you hate to say it, but you hope with time that comfort comes and, and, you know, you establish a happy medium with what works, but we don't have time. You know, we're not a playoff team, you know. So you could already look at next year unless, you know, something happens with the other teams in our division where they get down and we end up getting lucky and winning the division. But as it sits right now, I have no – playoff aspirations in my mind at all and that's tough for a team to pull themselves out of three weeks into the season so um i think mcdaniels and the leaders of this team really need to get together and get their heads on straight and throw away this last three weeks and start over fresh with a good attitude because um if not is we're in for a long season but uh we'll be here anyway cheering for them 
Have a good day, everybody. Bye. There he is. Let's go, Ron. Let's go, dude. I love the way he ended it. And we'll be here. We'll be here cheering for him no matter what. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. So we appreciate you, Ron. Appreciate everybody. Uh, what a great, great night. What a, Again, murderer's row of callers tonight. No Emailers kidding. were amazing. And so uh, if you're new to the show, we take the, the best of the best, the best of the phone calls, the best of the emails, and we award a Sizzler Award, uh, which is basically like the greatest of the night. And so Swag Jeff, you award that. And, and when Mosh isn't here, who do you got tonight? Absolutely. So we started off with some amazing emails. Matthew Mangus, T-Hom, Tider Raider, Raider Gill, Silver and Black Mac, uh, Rosino, um, uh, White Stallion Raider, Paul, of course. Th- Paul? Ev- everybody freaking killed it on the emails and oh, stuff like so that. Then we this went might have been our best night of, of CF fans. Like, at, at, Amen. Not even overselling that. Like, at, was, You guys were so awesome tonight. Totally, totally agree. Uh, and then Aaron the Q-Dog Raider kicked us off, of course. Stacy Rough Raider called in a couple times with his love and hate on, on DC4. And those calls were sponsored, sponsored by Angels Envy. Uh, Storm called in and <laughs> says the season's over. It's time to start watching old reruns of the 60s through the 80 Raider games. Uh, Lucid Raider called as a first-time caller said this is bullshit. It's a Vegas curse, and it's time to blow up the team. William in the 530 says everyone breathe, but there is no heart. And now it's time to let go of your expectations. There you go. Alex from Dallas called live from the tailgate, drunker than a bicycle. <laughs> the first time call, she is from Dallas, and her name was Alex. We got that. Oh, it, it oh. Was, it was crystal she's clear. She's the one from, from Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. What was her okay. name? Uh, Alex? I think it was Alex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So PSP Raiderette called. It's her second call one more time. And you Come on, PSP Raiderette. Become a made woman. Uh, she's tired of the bottom of the barrel shit, but she's always going to be a Raiderette. And don't lose faith, everybody. Keep wearing that jersey. Absolutely. Don't be ashamed of that thing. Don't be ashamed of that thing at all. So Josh in the 703 called a couple times. He said he's not as angry this week, and he's not into the blame game, but everyone has to deliver. And Waller has a lack of effort. And man, F Russell Wilson. (laughs) John Ogle says uh, we can't play a full game. Is Waller the problem? Maybe. Matt Collins is a number one guy, and it was great meeting you this weekend, John, for sure. Amen, dude. And and Matt Collins, great call out there. Yeah, I love that. that. I love that. So Rev Raider called, says the team needs to just get in a Honda and ride around looking for big booty women. (laughs) (laughs) Says we don't suck. We're right there still, and the fan base just needs to chill out. Kill Jadis called with his uh, Raiders in the Wild piece. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Mojo called with a belly full of riblets and Coors Light. (laughs) His emotions are still running high, and he is ready for a change at quarterback and coach. Um, uh, Rico called. Upsetting situations come from a lack of identity. And I love that. Oh, that's, that's, I, that's yeah, I love it. Dope, I love it. Yeah. Andy Rooney called with his take on Jersey etiquette. Houston Raider Steve just sang us Beverly Hillbillies, and we loved meeting you as well, Houston oh, Raider yeah. Steve. Yeah. yeah, Raider Ramon calls. Uh, R.I.P. Mosh's chair, Fly High King. Uh, <laughs> no, no fire. No fire was on the sidelines. That's for sure. But he had an amazing trip. Let's effing go. And Ron says, no one's comfortable. We're going through the motions. DC has to be the leader. The C is on his chest for a reason. But tonight, the the BRT BRT Sizzler Award is going to go to Kill Jaden. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your... Oakland Raiders! You know 
From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Raiders, Raiders, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> hey, hey can you, I? You go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I, I wanted to give everyone a sizzler today. Well, I was just going to say, like, because Kill Jadis went, dude, bro, you went top rope with that. Yes. The production quality, the humor, the freaking slow burn. It was perfect. That was yeah. an amazing call. Can But I don't. I want to. Okay. Can how, we how, many throw, call, how many calls were there? Like 18. And we normally only get like six to 10 or whatever. Can we maybe throw out like an email one or something? Or like, I don't know, dude. I feel like I want to spread like more love because. Hey, hey, Paul. It, it's almost. Hey, Paul, are you ready for this? Paul. Paul, are you listening? Paul. Matthew Mangus, T-Hom, Tider Raider, Raider Gill, Silver and Black Mac, Rosino, White Stallion Raider, Stacy Ruff, Storm, Lucid Raider, William in the 530, Alex from Dallas, PSP Raiderette, Josh in the 703, John Ogle, Rev Raider, Kill Jadis, Mojo, Rico, Andy Rooney, Houston Raider Steve, Ramon, and Ron. Everybody gets a Sizzler tonight. I have a Sizzler. Oh, no way! Sizzler. 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 And you, you get, get a Sizzler. Sizzler. And you get a Sizzler. And you get a Sizzler. Oh my let's gosh. Go. Let's go. Let's and, go. And, and I will say this too. And let's let's do this because I wanna I want I wanna definitely still highlight Kill Jadis and not let that call. Oh no, man. Like listen, everyone gets a Sizzler, but let's do this. So when busting with the boys, when they do their tear talk, yeah, sometimes there's God tear. Like, you just don't even count. Like, so you're picking your favorite things. No, you know what? This is what we're going to do. Okay, go. Everyone gets a Sizzler tonight. Kill Jadis. Email me. Swag at RaidersFanRadio.com. I'm going to send you a t-shirt. There you go. Perfect. Do it. Do it. There you and go. You went God tier with that one, bro. That's fa- that's great. Well, well, you went fanny tier. That's what we'll call it. Absolutely. It's not God tier. It's fanny tier. That you definitely went fanny tier. That, Ab- was, that, was, that, was, that was amazing. Absolutely. And, and you know what, Paul? You give yourself a Sizzler, too. And give Capo one as well. Damn. Everybody. Dude, I'm all. I want a Sizzler. (laughs) Wait a minute. Everyone gets a Sizzler. We making it rain up in this bitch. (laughs) Vibrator Valerie says it's raining Sizzlers. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hell yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. So great job there, everybody. Seriously, y'all tonight, like when we say more of you and less of us is a good thing, this is exactly why. And I don't know how long we're going for. We're we're bumping up on like, I think a three hour show. And for like, and it was worth. 100% 100% of it. You all freaking rule. Please keep those calls coming. Um, let's get out of here for the night. I want to thank all of you, everyone that was in town this weekend. You know we love you. And uh, Raider Nation truly is family, and we felt it. It was visceral. It was real this weekend. And uh, and look forward to meeting more of you when, we see, when we're going to head out to uh, the Raiders uh, Patriots game in December when we're out there for the Blenikoff Awards. We'll look forward to meeting more of you out there. And uh, just thank you to the chat room tonight. Everybody else, I'm going to leave it to Swag Jeff to take us out of here. We love you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you for the uh, on behalf of the foundation. And we will see you next week. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone in the chat. Pineapple, Paul, Ebony Graves, uh, Kill Jadis, Michelle Sweat, William Holcomb, uh, Tyrone Graves, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, uh, Paul, 
Sonny's in there, Vibrator's in there, John Ogle, uh, William Holcomb, Franklin83, Ron holding it down, man, uh, Fabricator Gill, Lala Meloso, thank you guys so very, very much. And congratulations to everyone that contacted the show this week because everyone gets a damn sizzler. Yeah, absolutely. And Vibrator says, I'll give Murph a sizzler. Easy, 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 Vibrator. Hey, uh, Tyrone was asking, where's the call that we made from inside the fan cave? Uh, it was inaudible. We couldn't hear. There was so many of us just screaming and hooting and hollering. We well, couldn't really hear it, and that's well, why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, and you know what? We raised $286 tonight oh, for the One Nation go! Foundation. Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's awesome. Yes. Heck ab- yeah. Absolutely. So, hey, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another amazing episode of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Whether it was good or bad. You know what I mean? We're going to win this week. Let's go. Let's beat the donkeys, man. Let's ride, jackasses. Let's let's make it a good story. We always root for the story. Good night, YouTube. Goodbye.